With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bow down to your master. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Come out to play. Come out to play. Come out to play. Come out to play. The best there is. The best there was, and the best there ever will be. The sun is rising, gotta wake up, wake up now. Don't worry, we're all here to show you how. Janowitz, Halsey's Rock Station, KMOD. Home of the listeners, it's a family. Don't turn that dial, just wait and see. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app. Available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we are on Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. Good morning, Gimpy. Good morning. I got tickets for the WWE before you can buy them. Uh, We've got best and worst of the weekend. We've got our listeners are awesome. And, of course, Jeff Hensley is going to join us in the studio. If you have a question about divorce or spousal support or division of assets or any of those things that go along with deciding you don't want to be with someone... Then Jeff can answer them. And if you don't want to call or you 
Maybe that's when you'll be with that person. You can send an email, show at KMOD.com. Show at KMOD.com, and we will read that email when he's in the studio at 9 o'clock. Or you can wait and call while they're in the car. <laughs> Asking that's for so- a friend. <laughs> what, yeah. what do you do? <laughs> Listen, if that's what you need to do. Oh my God, Steve, that sounds real familiar. <laughs> Listen to this part, honey. <laughs> so tell me about your friend, Frederick. Right. Uh, what do you mean? Rick, you know what I mean. Uh, uh, Sam, have you watched um, the Neverland thing on HBO yet about Michael Jackson? What is it? Leaving Neverland? Oh, no. Did you watch it this weekend? Gimpy, have you seen it? I watched part of it. Okay. Part of, the, part, of part one, because it's a two-part series. And? It's disturbing from what I've seen and listening to these men now because they were young boys talk. And uh, just from what I've seen, I was like, holy crap. I mean, we all had an idea, you know, just from the media growing up. But I didn't know it was that bad. Some of the stuff that they've described, like, he would do, I'm just like, what? what is I have, okay, so I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, and- there's some news in there's some things that came up in the news this weekend regarding this documentary, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's why I was asking if either one of you had seen it. So, what is something that is said as without being too colorful uh, that we didn't already know? Okay, I mean, because I I know we knew, mm-hmm. right? But I didn't. Based off his reaction, it, it sounds pretty alarming. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say um, Jacko would have these young boys bend over the bed. While he would handle his business and stared. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Did he lock them up in places? That I don't know. I didn't get that's that. R- far. That's R. Kelly. Yeah. No, no, no. But I There's think. There's a lot of them right now. They're sorry. It's a lot of talking mom. I heard something this weekend, a joke about, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's locked up like um, Michael Jackson's basement or the room everyone knew about or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And so I thought maybe. Like, he locked the kids up for if a while. If it is, I hadn't got to that part okay. yet. So, so he would put the kids in precarious situations mm-hmm. while he masturbated. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, we've heard, we didn't hear details like that, but we, like I said, we all knew. We all had a, an idea just based on what the media I mean, made. I knew the joke. And, yeah, yeah, the and, joke. Yeah, the fact that, you know, he's got little boys in his house or whatever. But, I mean, I heard that and I was like, bro... That takes it to a whole nother yeah, level. Yeah, that's not, hey, I'm just innocent and they're mm. just sleeping in my bed, which mm. is still not okay. Yeah. To, whoa. Because yeah. it was, I think it was the joke because he was so weird that it was believable, but yeah. not that he was actually doing it. It was more mm. the joke because mm. he was so weird. Yeah. yeah, he liked to be surrounded by little boys. Right. Sounds weird to say out loud. Mm-hmm. Well, in the news, I don't even know if you guys saw it. But Barbara Streisand made a comment about it when she was asked, because she was friends with Michael. And during the question, she said he was very sweet, very childlike. His sexual needs were his sexual needs coming from whatever childhood he has or whatever DNA he has. You can say, quote, molested, but those children, as you heard, say uh, they were thrilled to be there. They were both married and have children, so it's not like it killed them. Oh, my God. So if you need a reason, another reason to hate Barbara Streisand, here it is. She says, it's a combination of feelings. I feel bad for the children. I feel bad for him. I blame, I guess, the parents who would allow their children to sleep with him. Why would Michael need these little children dressed up like him and in his shoes and the dancing and the hats? I thought that was kind of bizarre, but 
you know, these these children, like like one of the kids, uh, he was a young boy. They had he was from Australia, and they had like this Michael Jackson dance competition. He's coming to town. He's gonna be playing a concert or whatever. And and you you have the chance if you win this competition, you can go back and meet Michael. Oh my whatever. God! Like what I did with Britney Spears. Except that was with the women, man. <laughs> Yeah, but I think if you won the contest, you got to go. Like, that was the prize. I'm pretty sure that was the prize, but I came in third, so I didn't get anything. <laughs> so this kid. All about you, Sam. <laughs> this kid was, uh, he was too young. He was too young to participate in uh, the contest. But I guess either his handlers or the people running the con whatever, liked the kid, liked his moves. I guess Mikey saw him. I was like, hey, I like that kid. I want to meet oh, that kid. Oh, God. You know, and, uh, and that's where their relationship formed after that. And I thought it was bizarre with all the kids in there, how they look exactly like him. But at the same time, I mean, like, these young children, they're looking up to him as an idol, as a music idol. Oh, yeah. You know? So, of course, they want to dress like him. They want to be like him. You know, they want to have the moves and the dances like him. You know, but... They'll do that at any show. They want to get attention of the yeah. person that they're... That they're uh, idolized. And I get that, like, at a contest, at a concert, but in everyday life. If you know about his childhood, mm -hmm. yeah, because he wanted to feel validated because oh. his dad didn't validate him. Okay. You're talking about the, the king of pop, right? A, the, a worldwide mm -hmm. sensation. Mm -hmm. And still, his dad was like, you're no good. You're not good. What a dick. Yeah. He was a dick. Yeah, but Barbara Streisand then, of course, came out to correct it because she didn't realize that people would not agree with her. And <laughs> listen how listen how corporate. <laughs> what was she thinking? Right, she just thought. Would be like, yeah, I'm Barbara that's Streisand. Fine. I can say whatever I want. You dumbass. And she wrote, "Listen how formed this is." To be crystal clear, there is no situation or circumstance where it is okay for the innocence of children to be taken advantage of by anyone. The stories these two young men shared were painful to hear, and I feel nothing but sympathy for them. <laughs> That's somebody saying, Barbara, what you said was way off the rails. Here's a better way. Right, yeah. read this. Yeah. Sign your lawyer. Oops, tweet I mean this. me. Give me your Twitter. <laughs> Hand me your phone. I want to tweet this. Psycho. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I want to watch it, but I'm a little nervous because... I don't know how many of these I can take in a in a year. Right. And I've already done abducted in plain sight. I want to see the the abduction of this Madeline girl mm -hmm. who is this uh, British girl who went missing at a resort. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, the R. Kelly thing I've kind of paid attention to. I just don't know how much I can take. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's break up all this weirdness when it comes to, you know, documentary, music documentaries and stuff. Watch The Dirt if you haven't watched it already. Oh, my God. Okay. It was well, that so I'm good. fine with. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I appreciate the transition. <laughs> I, I, I know that that's there. I've uh -huh. watched plenty of stuff on Netflix. I'm just, I don't know if I can watch this. Right, right. I don't know if I can get into this. Right. That's what I'm saying. Another, you know? <laughs> how many more are there going to be released? How many, who, what? Right, but right. I are we going to get the Gary Glitter one? <laughs> Probably. I don't know who that is. But I you think, do. You just you don't do. know the name. Okay. I think that because of, like, with Abducted in Plain Sight, that everyone's like, oh, my God, that they are going to find these stories because they want to be talked about. Right. That, like, I, do it, they? It's happened. Yeah, because it's, like, so insane. It's it's hard for the average person to wrap their head around it. It's mind-blowing. So, like, even after you watch that documentary, you want to talk to somebody about it. Like, my God, have you seen this? And Probably producers are like, yeah, let's rustle up some Chomo stories so everyone can scream at their friends. Is it the new True Crimes podcast thing? Like it's, <laughs> oh, wow. it's the new hot button is to t do molestation stories. Mm -hmm. oh, God. I'm completely, to be honest, I'm really okay with it because it gets people talking about it and putting these people that are in plain sight mm -hmm. who are predators 
at you know people get to get it you get attention to it and you see that like a lot of the kids that are getting harmed are people that they trusted so then you look at your life who you trust yeah but and i i understand like michael jackson he's totally not a good human being if these things did happen mm-hmm. the parents aren't exactly good human beings either no what human being what parent is gonna let their kid their loved one go sleep with a stranger Granted, they're a celebrity. That means you care more about your status mm-hmm. and to be able to post a Facebook post, tell your friends, brag to your PTA group mm-hmm. that your kid did this than you do about the safety and welfare of your child. Do you think there's anything to like, oh, of course he's safe with him because if anything bad were happened, the media would be all over yeah, it. He's yeah. got tons of people sure. around. Um, like how Gimpy was saying, like the handlers would pick people out of crowds to be like, yeah. oh, look how cute this little boy is. Yeah. You would assume that everyone around them, if something fishy was going on, that someone would tell you and maybe get a false sense of security in that. Yeah, you're dumb if you do that. Yeah, the thing is, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of people around. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of people that are turning a blind eye to it. Well, clearly that that's knew what happened. was going on. Right, because I want my payday. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's all at. Whether it's part of his entourage or part of his, you know, whatever crew that helps him, you know, take care of business. So is that like so they would pick kids that they thought Michael would like and then bring them to him? Just that just that one. The one cat that I was talking, like I said, I only watched part of the first part because it's two part series. Mm -hmm. And and that was his story. That's how he got introduced to Michael. Now, I don't know if, you know, further on into the show or whatever, if it was, you know, like rock stars with their groupies, hey, I want the blonde down there on first row. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if it, it was like that. It sounds like the way that's the way it was. Yeah, that- it wouldn't surprise me so, if it was. Let me create this scenario. So mm-hmm. I take my kid to this Michael Jackson dancing thing because mm-hmm. they want to emulate Michael Jackson, the most popular person at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you go and they're like, hey, we were really impressed with little Johnny, mm-hmm. and we want to take Johnny to meet Michael. Oh, Great. my God. Yeah, That's let's go. Idol. That's oh, no, no, awesome. no, 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 no. You stay here. <laughs> uh, no. Tell me where that's okay. Nope. <laughs> Tell me where you go, yeah, that sounds good. But do you- Have fun. Uh-huh. Listen, do, you- do what you're told. Uh... Do you think it's different back then? what that means it well, wasn't 1910 no but like okay it abducted in plain sight that was what the 60s and the fbi didn't even have a word for child molesters yet they were just called stranger danger so i think that now i'm uh, like right. i'm not right. rooting for these parents obviously that's <laughs> not a good idea i'm just playing devil's advocate right. a little bit that sure. maybe at that time when this isn't something that people talked about with their with let me let their me invert neighbors. your let me invert your statement so you're implying or stating that back in the day in the old times mm-hmm that people let their kids go with complete strangers all the time. I mean, yeah, and more no than now. And no one batted an eye at it. Yeah, you... Obviously more than now. Yeah. But you could say that about many, many, many different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, kids coming home when the street lights are off and being able just to wander off on their bicycles and stuff, like, that's not something I got to do as a kid. I feel like... I did it as a kid. I, don't, I think that that still happens as a kid. Mm-hmm. I, There's a big difference between being in your neighborhood doing it and driving across town, you know, from here to to Ulaga. <laughs> I just think that then it was not um, as talked about or an issue that people were aware of like it is now. Right. Ignorance. I get it. I mean, yeah, that's true. I don't think if, that's a pass. If the FBI doesn't even have You didn't let them run word, with scissors. Yeah, but if mm-hmm. the FBI doesn't even have a word for this and you have not heard stories your whole life about it, you don't know who to look out for, like, I could understand... Like a false sense of security back then that you you don't have now, like because you've learned from all those lessons, I guess. Maybe, 
Maybe. I, I don't, I can't put those pieces together. I mean, it would be hard to tell the person that got molested, like, hey, sorry, back in the day, it everybody was- just accepted. Was, yeah, everybody was yeah. doing this, and I thought you were safe with a, you know, pop Tra- sensation. M- stranger. Yes. That's in your, yeah. a poster in your room. Who everybody so knew, had questions about who they were as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when they, when he married and had a child with this woman, you're like, really? Yeah. Like, seriously, that was the comment everybody Yeah, everybody's like, huh. What? How Be much is she getting paid? <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry. Right. Shouldn't cough on air. But, that, <laughs> but that's, what we di- that's what we did. So I understand the whole back in the day argument. Mm-hmm. I Again, I think it's hard. So then what's the thing in the future that we're going to be like, can you believe people just let their kids be online? <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I don't know. What thing is socially acceptable now mm-hmm. that in the future will be like, hey, we just didn't know? Ooh, I don't even, because I can't even think back to, like, Yesterday. my childhood <laughs> that something wasn't, or that wasn't, was okay then, that's not okay now. I think there's a big difference between trusting your uncle, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and that bad thing happening. As a parent, you don't really get a pass. You get a pass on that, I think, because there's no way to know. It's the... Uh, who, if you can't trust your uncle mm-hmm. or your brother, right, mm-hmm. who can you trust? Right. That doesn't make it okay, right? Like, that doesn't get a pass for the uncle. But a stranger, a celebrity, that's who they are. They are strangers. I cannot wrap my brain around that. I know my, do- my kid's doctor and their, my kid's dentist, mm-hmm. and I don't let them go alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not- that's the thing. Your kid's doctor and your kid's dentist aren't, you know, paying you cash to hang out with your kid, or they're not, you know, giving you that celebrity-type status or whatever. Well, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just saying, oh, okay. you know, for people, you Shower know. Shower them with gifts. Yeah, got you. That, got you. There you go. That's one way to look at it. It's for still sure. payment of sorts. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying is, like, your doctor, your dentist, stuff like that, you, they don't have that status where it's like, all right, go, go hang out with the doctor or whatever. Maybe you're right. Maybe maybe that's the way it was because there's plenty of stories of even most recently doctors being alone with gymnasts and molesting them or this pediatrician we talked about last week mm-hmm. just because you trusted them. I was trying to think how old will I be, my kids be, before I won't go back with them to the doctor. And as right now, there ain't an age. <laughs> yeah. There ain't an age until I guess when they go, hey, I can do this alone. Great. Let's talk about some uncomfortable things then. Yeah. Oh, to look out for? Yes. <laughs> um, when I left for the military, I had to get my blood drawn by myself, and I cried because my dad wasn't with me, and I was freaking 20 years old. No, you, that's and a I great point. I was really scared because other than the OBGYN, that was the only place I went by myself. And so I was like, when they drew my blood, I was like, oh, God, this feels so adult, and my dad's not going to be here, and I cried. Like, you sure you're ready to, like, leave home and go in the military? I'm like, yeah, just do it quickly. It hurts. Isn't that weird that (laughs) that wasn't even the hardest thing you did in the military? (laughs) No, but it made me cry. I couldn't believe that. I I was like, oh, I think maybe it sunk in, but I was 20, well over the age of an adult, and I cried because my dad wasn't there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. That's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, poke me. I can do it by myself <laughs> when I get blood drawn. Uh, go- yeah. <laughs> Holding breaking news. Fish can still breathe underwater. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back with news quickies. Tulsa's morning show continues next. The Big Mad Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD.
Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text DMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. And we got uh, news quickies. These are stories that you may have missed in the news. We put the full link on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMMS69. It's time for news quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? Now here's Corbin, Kimpy, and Sam to fill you in on what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show in 97.5 KMOD. Employee puts LSD in coworkers' drinks. So this 19-year-old kid, he works at a rent-a-car place in Missouri, and he was arrested after admitting putting hallucinogenic drugs into his co-worker's drink. Two of his co-workers were at work, and they began to feel, like, shaky and dizzy, so they took them to urgent care and then the hospital. So they police investigated... <laughs> urgent care. <laughs> so... Uh... Police investigated it, and then they talked to this 19-year-old, and he said that he put the drug in two of his co-workers' water bottle and then another of his co-workers' coffee, and he said that they did that because they had negative energy. <laughs> That'll bring it out. <laughs> I don't like the vibe you guys are putting off right, right now. Man. What you need, man. Your aura is purple, man. <laughs> so um, the drug wore off. The guy, the people were fine, and uh, he could face charges of second-degree assault with possession of a controlled substance when the lab tests are completed yeah how do they know he did it he admitted to it <laughs> stupid <laughs> he's like yeah that was me they had ne- they had negative vibes that right? sounds like everybody i've ever known that takes lsd <laughs> yeah yeah i totally did that man you're welcome totally dude <laughs> i shared my drugs with you right are you, you serious feel as good as i do man well, it cost me 16 dollars. what are you complaining about <laughs> That's fun. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd waste LSD like that. Come on, man. Oh yeah. Right. You take that for yourself later. Yeah, but that's scary to not know that that's what's going to happen because that's right there. Yes. Doing a hallucinogenic, they're like, oh, I've allegedly shrooms before, and you have to put yourself in a good frame mm-hmm. of mind, mm-hmm. think of happy thoughts, and then you're supposed to have like a better trip or whatever. If you don't know what's happening, and you just have <laughs> dragons chasing you or whatever, the walls start melting. That's terrifying. <laughs> Yes, that would cause a bit of a problem. I was just I was just looking and it says that the street price of LSD ranges from $2500 per gram to as much as 15,000. The price of each hit consisting of 50 to 150 micrograms can be anywhere from 2 to 50. $2 to $50? Yeah. You're getting two dollar acid, man. You 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 need to go somewhere else. <laughs> dollar store acid. <laughs> for real, man. I mean, what a bargain for real. But I mean, you gotta have to take a little bit more. Just one or two hits. Which <laughs> the, I looked because who's giving fifty dollar acid to somebody? For real. That is super generous. Like, man, we'll just have a good time. Rent out some cars. It ain't like a like a joint. Like you share, puff puff pass, right, man. Right, right. No, once that paper hits the tongue, it's done. You can't share that. Anymore. No. Or the employees are such assholes, and he's like, you know what? This is worth. The actual money I'm going to make today at work. I'm right. suffering so much. I wish I wish we had the mugshot because I envision the guy looks like a total white suburbia kid with dreadlocks, a Rastafarian hat, and some sort of Bob Marley tie dye T-shirt. Right. right. And he's wearing one of those ponchos <laughs> and some sort of knitted bag with uh, rope slippers or yeah. Sa- sandals. Yeah, the hacky sack in his hand. And a hacky sack. <laughs> And patchouli dripping from him. <laughs> uh, egg roll lands a man in jail. So there's this idiot named Keith. He's 44. He showed up at his on-again, off-again. Pause. Yes. This counts as burrito. Does it? 
And oh, egg roll is a Chinese burrito. <laughs> no, you're Sam. so right. Yeah. That and, is. <laughs> make a notch, man. <laughs> An egg roll is a Chinese burrito. That's yeah. all it is. Good catch, man. I didn't think about that. that. Really We're good. keeping track of the number of burritos thrown in Florida. Current current count is? We got three. <laughs> One a month. You keep going, Florida. You yeah. be you. Live your best life, Florida. <laughs> So this idiot named Keith, he's 44. He shows up at his 60-year-old girlfriend's house. They're on again, off again. And uh, he was drunk and wanted Hold some Hold on again. Rolls. I'm sorry. Yeah? Did I hear that right? <laughs> Maybe. Did you say he's 44 uh-huh. and his girlfriend was how old? 60. <laughs> and he likes the, I, I, I'm 44. Uh-huh. That would be weird. 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> That's Maybe. like him dating a, what, a 28-year-old? Maybe yeah. she puts it down, Corbin. Maybe. Ah. Maybe. Or maybe he does. Maybe. Ah. <laughs> ah. If he puts it down, he don't need a 60-year-old. No. Okay. No. Maybe she lays it. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Or she got the money. money. Sugar mama. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so he showed up at her house drunk, wanting some egg rolls, and she come out <laughs> on the porch. <laughs> she came out on the porch to tell him, hey, listen, I'll bring your egg rolls out to you. Just calm down. Because she goes up to deep freeze. <laughs> right. <laughs> Scoots over the tater skins. <laughs> right. <laughs> got your goddamn egg rolls. Uh, so he ended up. We had 65 minutes <laughs> at 325 degrees. We'll get it in an hour. Calm down. Because <laughs> you ain't microwaving, microwaving no, them bitches. No, no, no. no. Not the same. Uh, so he ended up shoving her into the door for whatever reason. Well, neighbors heard the fight and the yelling and screaming. <laughs> they called the cops. <laughs> the woman told the cops, she's like, listen, man, I, I, he's drunk and I don't want him in my house. So the cops go and talk to him. Yeah, he admitted that he shoved her and said that he just wanted to heat up his egg rolls. And that was that. Uh, so they ended up taking him in on battery charges and going to get about $500 to get him out over egg rolls. Were they the Southwest egg rolls, though, from TGI Fridays? Because you can get them in a box now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving just got easier in the same yeah, house. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, like, these things are most, the frozen egg rolls I get are, like, maybe 4 or $5 for the box at the And store. not good. No, they're not good. But, but when you're drunk. No, they're not good. They're not good drunk. You, you can't eat those sober. Like, all I want. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roll. some soggy egg rolls. <laughs> right. You're totally right. That's exa- that a, That's a drunk request for sure. <laughs> Man arrested for keeping TV sent to him by mistake. That's so stupid. this guy ordered a 74-inch TV and a third-party shipping company sent him that plus an 86-inch TV. Oh. <laughs> He's like, Hell yeah. score. And he says, I looked into all the laws, and you know, it's a scratch ticket. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that statement means. I don't know if it means, hey, I'm taking a gamble, and sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I think or if so, he's yeah. saying, hey, it's their fault, possessions, five-tenths of the law or whatever, nine-tenths of the law. Did we just find Gimpy's father? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he says, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. So he took the TV and put it up on the wall. The police came and asked him questions, and he says, I answered, I don't know, because I was not going to jeopardize myself. Yeah. So every question they asked, they see, he said, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. And I'm like, bitch, we see it. It's, it's really right big. <laughs> and so uh, the company that shipped it by accident was like, hey, 
we need that back. Hey, we need that back. He just ignored them. Mm-hmm. Then they went to the police. The police then went and questioned him like I told you about. They asked him the questions. A few days later, they came back and arrested himself, and uh, they charged the man with larceny and misleading a police officer. <laughs> well, this time you lost. All for an 80, 86-inch TV, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But I, when you get a 74-inch, mm-hmm. you don't go, man, I'm going to put a 74 here, and then someday I'll get an 86 and put it here. <laughs> they're too ma- They're massive. Yeah. He got yeah. greedy. He's like, I want one in my man cave and one in the living room so I can show all my buddies how awesome I am with my huge TV. I mean, I, huge TVs are awesome. <laughs> they are nice. They are awesome. I just, to get to, I understand the desire to want to keep it. Mm-hmm. If they didn't say anything, like they didn't ask for it back and it was just a mistake, do you return the TV or keep it? I mean, I think... E- you get what you put out. So if you keep it, then you're asking for something bad to happen to you. Mm-hmm. You give it back, then that's you're putting good karma out there in the world, good vibes, right? So I'm a believer in that personally. Uh, it's like to me, it's like it's like a duffel bag of money or a duffel bag of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, right. The person who owns it's going to want to know where it's at. Mm-hmm. Eventually, eventually, eventually yeah. they're going to track it down. <laughs> it's not like you know you they shipped you an extra controller. For your Sega or right. whatever, PlayStation. <laughs> I don't know why I went old. For real. <laughs> or, your extra right. or, you know, you ordered you ordered a stool from Amazon and they sent you two. Yeah. Right? This is a $800, $1,000, dollars TV. Yeah. Yeah. And, and shouldn't the guy who delivered get in trouble? True. True. Uh, unless the you know the billing said whatever uh, to television, like it was a misprint on somebody else's end. Yeah, you know from the from the company warehouse or whatever. And he, he the company was like, no, he signed for both TVs. Uh, he he had a chance going. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He was like, I'm in the money. Yeah, and he right said, here. no, I didn't. I didn't sign. <laughs> that's not my signature. I don't think that's my signature. <laughs> I sign it like this. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Uh, all these stories are on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMS69. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. On the line from 1430, the buzz is Pop. Good morning, Pop. Hey, good morning. How are you guys? I'm doing good, man. Uh, the tournament, I thought, was awesome. There were some... Uh, the first round had a really a bunch of really great games. The second round, not as many great games uh, as the first, but um, I think the game of the whole tournament so far was last night's uh, Duke game with University of Central Florida. Yeah, I thought that was a great game. Everyone automatically thinks that Duke is going to just steamroll the tournament. And typically, and you'll hear broadcasters bring this up, teams that win the national championship, they always get to turn and look back at one game during the tournament in which you survived and advanced. You got lucky. Maybe the ball fell your way. And I think that might be Duke's marquee game. Doesn't mean that Duke is this juggernaut that is not capable of having a bad game because they are. They don't shoot the ball well from the outside at all. So that's been the one glaring weakness of them the entire time. Zion and the rest of those freshmen have just been good enough to always overcome that. I mean, 
They had 77 points. Freshmen scored 72 of those 77 oh against Central God. Florida. Yeah. So they're young, right? They're young. And you look at them and you think they might not know any better, but uh, there might be a moment where these freshmen just they don't live up to expectations. So uh, I still have them winning. I ultimately picked them to win, but uh, maybe that was their one little hiccup in this tournament. Yeah. And the, the guy on Central Florida. Taco Fall is seven foot six. He doesn't even have to jump really to dunk the ball. And in a pregame interview, he was like, Zion's not going to drive through me. Oh, my God. What a mute. Zion had a great game uh, (laughs) against a guy who probably should have stopped him dead in his tracks. But there's a guy that Taco Fall, you're going to see. I hope I'm saying his name right. Yes, you uh, are. He is going to be awesome in the NBA. No, he won't. Why not? He won't be awesome in the NBA. No, uh, guys, guys like that that don't shoot the three, th- he's not going to be awesome. Well, I've seen a number of guys like that that have that same type of build that were awesome in college that end up failing out in the NBA. Sean Bradley was one who was seven foot six. Guys, I, I just <laughs> well, Big Country wasn't quite seven foot six, right. and he had a little bit more meat on the bones. But the funniest photo that I saw was Taco Fall had actually fallen down <laughs> and he was in the middle of the lane and he was on both of his knees and he was still taller than one of the players that they were facing in the first round it was hilarious he is so like, huge he's, he's literally like an avatar yeah he's massive yeah. his wingspan is eight feet four inches he's a huge yeah. human being <laughs> yeah a damn condor, i thought right? that yeah. your, your wingspan was supposed to be the length of what you are it is and and, and uh, your foot is the size of your penis right yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> let me see your feet small feet right <laughs> right um, uh besides that game what do you what was the biggest surprise i mean everybody's like kansas lost i didn't Auburn's a really good team. I, I don't see that as a big surprise. Right. I mean, did we not pay attention to Kansas during the regular season? I honestly think that Texas Tech, with the way that they just performed yesterday and they beat Buffalo, Buffalo averaged 85 points a game during the regular season. And Texas Tech cranked up the defense, one of the best defensive teams in the country, and held them to 58 points. It, it was a dominant performance, and they've got that Jarrett Culver kid who's going to be a lottery pick in the NBA. I thought that Texas Tech showed that, hey, we're, we're legit, we're serious. LSU overcoming not having their coach there. The offense hasn't gone really that great. They haven't hit that many three-point uh, three shots at all. As a matter of fact, they're 11 of 41. Um, they got beat up on the, on the class, on the rebounds against Maryland. And now here they are in the Sweet 16 against Michigan State. So LSU having to overcome a lot of things. Tennessee blew the biggest lead in 25 years in the NCAA tournament. They had a 25-point lead and had to hang on and come back. So we've had – I felt like – personally, I know you thought the first first round was great. I thought that the second round games had a little bit more excitement to them than what they've had. Virginia Tech's going – you know, to the Sweet 16. Houston, for crying out loud, is in the Sweet 16 for the first time in 35 years. And they did that here through the BOK Center. So we've got plenty of storylines heading into the Sweet 16 games on Thursday. Well, I know a lot of people are going to be bragging about their brackets today. As my uh, my uh, sister-in-law picked uh, Gonzaga because she said it sounds like Gargonzola, and that's usually what? the way people prick Pick their brackets and and do quite well. Is she doing good? Yeah, she's doing quite well.
I think I met her Saturday night. <laughs> Seriously. She, well, I hope not because she lives not here. <laughs> oh, well, I met one of your in-laws. Okay. At the uh, at the Roughnecks game. Oh yes, that, Saturday. Yes. Yeah, she works there. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. I, I was like, oh, I don't think I'm losing my mind, but maybe I am. Here's an update on our office bracket, Corbin. You are currently sitting in sixth. Uh, yes, except but. There's, but there's one person, I think, in first, and then there's like a bunch of people in second place or something like that. There's, and yeah, Steve me. Scott's in first. Yeah. Cincinnati. What? Yes. He has almost uh, yes. a nearly perfect Sweet 16. I mean, he yeah. almost nailed it perfectly. Yeah. He, he knows his college basketball and his New York Jets football. And his and traffic. And his sweatpants. <laughs> and his sweatpants. All Pants about according to sweatpants. Yes. Sam. <laughs> Uh, I know. I know you've got some nit updates, so we'll back out. So you yeah, can get yeah, to that. I got plenty of nit updates, but we'll start first with Oklahoma as their season comes to an end. Twenty and fourteen, Virginia is the number one seed there and knocked them out yesterday. Oklahoma. It wasn't a pretty start. Virginia scored the first seven points, but then Oklahoma answered with a thirteen to two lead, and that was pretty much it. After that, at halftime, it was thirty one to twenty two, and Virginia never looked back at that point. And ultimately heads on to the Sweet 16 as Oklahoma season is now officially over. Virginia win pushed all number one seeds into the Sweet 16 for the first time since 2016, the last time the Cavaliers made it to the tournament's second weekend. Here at the BOK Center, Houston making it to the Sweet 16 for the first time in 35 years. They beat the Buckeyes 74-59, and Texas Tech also on their second consecutive trip there to the Sweet 16 as well. We'll run down the entire schedule for you, Thursday and Friday games in the next update. That's Balls to the Wall Sports. Jeremy Poplin, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Come to find the best thing that happened this weekend and the worst thing that happened this weekend. 918-460-KMOD, and we'll start with Sam. Sam, what's the best and what's the worst? Well, the worst is that it is like my boyfriend's busy season. He has like TPS reports that are very important that he does every time this year. And so he had to work a lot of the weekend, and that sucks. It was lonely. Um, and then the best- But he was right there. He was working on his laptop, Yeah. Yeah, well, he was working at his desk. And it's just, it's just, in, his, in your in your place? Yes. Oh, okay. But, you know, he's... <laughs> you make it sound like he was at the office downtown <laughs> did, until, she? like, midnight every night. Come no, on. but it's the same. You know, I'm needy. I'm needy AF. And so when he's busy, and I also, I also feel like I can't bother him when he's busy because he's working so hard, so I just get lonely, you know, watching things by myself. Um, and then the best part of the weekend was he's never been to the gathering place before. So we got to go on Sunday and I got to show him like where my sister proposed and show him like, you see that amazing picture I took? This is here. And then we got to play. That on sounds home. riveting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I going to your small boring. hometown, right? And this is where I used to hang out with my friends. And right. Over here we had ice cream and. Yeah, that's kind of true. But I got my favorite thing is the sound garden thing, and we got to play there, so that was fun. Oh, like Chris Cornell? They do a thing there for Chris Cornell? Sweet. No, 
you get to just like smack on things that it makes like doom, 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 like wooden things and metal things. And then there's one that you can like tap dance on it. You are five. She is. It is super fun though. It's... You get to go smack on things. <laughs> it's the wood stuff that gets her. Right. It's the wood garden. Right. <laughs> but there's little kids playing on stuff. So I. You so know... that get pisses you off, right? Because you're like, I want my turn. Yeah. And I can't kick off a, you know, sweet little six year old with a nice smile on their face because I want to swing. Yeah. No, it's their thing. It's yeah. for them. So, yeah. I know, but it still makes me jelly. Like, oh, good for you having a great time. She's like, no, shit. I don't want to. It's time to go. She's just dragging her feet behind her. He's like, I got an applesauce pouch. I got an applesauce pouch. Ooh, in the car? <laughs> right. Okay. We'll get ice cream on the way home. Yes. Gimpy, what's the best and worst? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> The best and worst of the weekend, Gimpy. Uh, Friday was the best part of the weekend. I, a friend of mine picked me up and took me downtown where we learned to blow glass. There's this place right next to Kaz's. <laughs> so what you're calling it these days. Yes. Hold on. Yes. Blow <laughs> glass. Oh, yeah. It gets even better from there. He is very grateful. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. It's a lot of fun. $20 is $20. Listen, at this point in time in my life, I'll take anything. <laughs> even a careful. five spot. I don't care. <laughs> uh, so that was the best. That was really cool. I've seen it done before on television. I've always been interested, uh, but never done it before. And I didn't even know you had this opportunity to go down to this yeah. shop downtown and learn how to do that. I was like, oh, that's really cool. How much was it and what did you get for it? It was free and I got a paperweight. Oh, cool. I made a paperweight. I tried to, you know, see if I can make a pipe or, you know, water pipe or something. He wouldn't let me do it. So. Right. So it's like, all right, fine. It's I'll free. Make this. Yeah. Well, wow. it, was, it was for us anyway. I think they charge for other people. It's a friend of a friend sort of thing. Is what oh, it was. got it. So uh, still cool nonetheless. Um, but the worst part of the weekend, same day, Friday night, way later, go over to my buddy's house. Uh, he's got an equalizer for the uh, stereo, home stereo. He's like, I got an extra one. You want it? Sure, why not? So we go down to his house and get him backing out of his driveway and pow, smacked right into his mailbox. Got a good scratch and dent on my car now. So just Did you knock his mail? Was it a brick mailbox? It was a brick mailbox, so it didn't knock it over or anything. It's just, you know, scratched and a dent on my corner panel there. Okay. That's life. Was your buddy mad at you? No. He's just like, did you just hit something? Yeah, I think I hit your mailbox. I think okay. I hit your mailbox. Okay. okay. That's it. That's it. It's a brick mailbox. It ain't hurting his mailbox. I any see at them all get whatsoever. knocked over all the time. Yeah, there's my neighbors when I first moved in. This is like two houses down from me. This is like maybe a month after we moved in. And uh, I guess somebody had smashed into theirs, taken off. But they hit it pretty hard, though. And now it's just this pile of brick yeah. sitting on the, <laughs> on the curb there with like mailboxes, just kind of. Up there. <laughs> best and worst of the weekend, 918-460-KMOD. What's the best thing that happened this weekend and the worst thing that happened this weekend? Uh, the best part of the weekend for me was we got another um, date night, which was awesome. And uh, my friend Tara came over for dinner yesterday, so yeah. that was fun. Oh, that's wonderful. And then the uh, worst part of the weekend was my kids were not, uh, they weren't sick, but they were just really Sammy. Just moody. Just needy. He's just very needy, yeah. Sam, very Sammy. <laughs> and so that was a little they frustrating. They were adorable and fun all day? That's awesome. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> yes, they were. But that's not called Sammy. <laughs> best and worst of the weekend, 918-460-KMOD. What's the best thing that happened to you this weekend and the worst thing that happened to you this weekend? Best part was I found out I'll be getting my tax refund this week. Worst is after going over everything, we need to spin it on 
spend it on, we will be completely broke. Wah, wah. I mean, you're broke already. Yeah. Now <laughs> They're you're just giving you your money back. And you have more things to not pay for now. Best and worst of the weekend, 918-460-KMOD. Amanda is on for best and worst. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, Amanda. What was the best and what was the worst of the weekend? Well, the best part of my weekend is spring break is over, and me and my boyfriend got rid of all six of our kids for the night last night. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what are their ages? Yeah. Do what? What are their ages? They are two, five, eight, nine, twelve, or nine, thirteen, and fifteen. Good God, girl. <laughs> Yeah, it's so, time to close up shop, don't you think? <laughs> oh, it's already closed. It's already closed. But we went and had sushi for dinner and just had a good night. And then the worst part of the weekend is he had to go back out of trip for work for the week. Yeah, that, that does suck. But at least you don't have kids. <laughs> yeah, no, that's totally true. Right. All right. Well, great. we'll have a great week, Amanda. Thanks for calling. Thank you. You uh, too. All right. See you later. Best and worst of the weekend. Let's go to uh, Trevor. Hi, Trevor. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Good, man. What's the best and what's the worst? Uh, the worst of the weekend is, of course, I had to work. Uh, I'm in the medical field. but uh, That was pretty rough. But now, Monday and Tuesday, I'm off. So I guess looking forward to it. And I've got plans Tuesday to see my two daughters. I'm going through a situation. But that's the bright side of all of it. And I started re-talking to my ex. So, Like in a romantic way? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Like you'll rekindle it? Uh, I think it's possible. It's, it's savable. We have plans for that Tuesday. Why did you break up in the first place? Um, I'd say maturity was a thing that we had to both work on, figuring out what we wanted exactly, because, uh, Someone you know, I'm, we're both, no, no, <laughs> what? No. <laughs> <laughs> when you say maturity, like is someone, you know, stomping around kicking their legs anytime somebody wants to do something or is one oh, yeah, making yeah, yeah. dirty I, jokes out of everything? I, like what do you say mean when you say maturity? Um, maturity, I mean like figuring out what you want. Like uh, I don't want somebody that's possessive and controlling, if that makes sense. Like I want to co-pilot basically together with the person which which was her. I wouldn't have had kids with her if I didn't plan on spending the rest of my life with her, you know? No, that's actually not true. A lot of people don't ever do that. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I got a guy on the other side of the glass here that uh, didn't follow that rule. But I understand right. what you're saying. So you, you want to work it out. And how long yeah. have you guys been apart? Uh, we've been apart for a couple of months. Well, the good news uh, is anybody yeah, that yeah. is quite possessive, they learn to not be possessive in just a few short months. Yeah, especially when they have other D and they're knowing <laughs> you're off getting V. Yeah. <laughs> Builds things. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was so awkward, man. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. Well, well, dude, I hope, I hope that works out, man. That, that's, that's awesome. Appreciate it. All right, Trevor. Have a great week, man. All right, bye. See you later. <laughs> Right. God. It was like we literally, we literally heard the <laughs> right go we off. Also, he was like, "Wait a minute!" Heard his spirit die there at the end. <laughs> uh, gonna cancel our Thursday. Uh, Amanda, uh, ma'am, sorry, Mandy is on for uh, best and worst. Hi, Mandy. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good. What was the best and what was the worst? 
So the best is I finally got my name changed. I just got married a few weeks ago, so we got that done at the Social Security office. Congratulations. Thank you. And the worst was we decided to breed um, our German Shepherd with our friend's German Shepherd. And our German Shepherd is the male, and he did not know what he was doing. And so we were like, maybe he's gay. Who knows? But he did not know what he was doing. And we were just like, oh, come on, buddy. You can do it. You can do it. we realized that we were all cheering our dogs on to get laid. And we were like, ooh, this is weird. Let's not do this. That is weird. Let's leave them alone. Is that a fire, is that a fire starter for a little romance between you and your new husband? Ew. Or is it a no. killer? It was just really awkward because he's still, like, he's just over a year old, the dog is. And so we were just, like, we were, like, well, he he should have it figured out by now. And we were wrong. It's so we were puppy. Just like, oh. And, and how, what was the evaluation threshold? You went, mm, he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, Because every time that she would, uh, you know, you know how girl dogs do when they're in heat. They put their, their rears in the male dog's face. He was just, like, no, no. What, what are you doing? Ew. And he would just, like, take off running, and we were just like, oh, not quite, buddy. Yeah, yeah. probably not pimping out your new puppy teenage dog. Because yeah. it's like, what, in dog years, it's an eight-year-old? Huh? Uh, I don't know. Huh? Isn't dogs, dog years are, like, whatever human years are, plus eight? I think it's, I think seven. it's seven. It's seven, seven, but I don't think that matters. Yeah, because then uh, it'd be like an eight-year-old trying to have sex. Are you implying that mm. they should wait till the dog's three? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> weird. Old enough to buy some liquor. <laughs> Old enough to woo this bitch, yeah. literally. <laughs> Take her out for some kibble. Yeah. Right. You know, it's the, some no, it's, music. It's the modern day. She can buy her own kibble. Yeah. <laughs> she right. wants independence. That bitch. Get your own kibble. Yeah. All right, Mandy. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you. You guys too. All Bye. All right. See you later. Was a puppy consent, an age of puppy consent. You can't be sending your eight-year-old puppy out there. I think as nothing. long as the marbles dropped, you're good to go. Yeah, it's, it has to do with biology. Oh, mm. yuck! I don't ever want to check for that in a dog. Looking then for don't have a dog. For marbles real. dropping, gross. Well, technically, they're not marbles. Well, I, I'm just like what he said. I'm just saying. I've never checked that on a dog. That's something you got to deal with with a male dog. Mm-hmm. You know what you have to deal with with a female dog, right? Oh, my goodness gracious. The worst. No. What do females deal with every 24, 28 days? Dogs do that? Yes. You can't have a dog. She can't have anything. You're not allowed to have a dog. Well, I okay, honestly, we had one dog growing up, and I'm pretty sure it was a boy. His name was Otis, but regardless of the sex, that was going to be his name. And so I've just never met a dog that's, you know, on the time of its month. Yeah, yeah there ain't nothing yeah, worse than. Actually, God, there is one so thing worse gross. than a dog in heat. Oh, that's sick. What do you do? You just you you tell carry me. around I don't paper know. towels. That's all you can do. You what? You carry around a roll of paper oh, towels. No. It's no the way. truth. That is so beyond. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not doing well, that for anybody else. What, do you think there's a tampon? <laughs> I know there's not like a not it. doggy pond. Gross. <laughs> nope. Ew. That Last is one. awful. The things you learn. I'm just so impressed. That is so sick to me. Rick is on for best and worst of the weekend. Hi, Rick. How are you? Doing well. How y'all doing? Good, Good man. Morning. Good. What's the best and what's the worst? Uh, best was got to spend all day yesterday with my son and my mother and stepfather. Uh, Mom and stepdad built an amazing new like MTV crib style house in Claremore, so I got to go help them start <laughs> setting that up and getting that all ready to go to move into. Nice. And uh, worst was gotten a big fight with the girlfriend. Been together uh, going on three years, and uh, haven't really talked since since Saturday. 
Oh, no. What'd what did you do? What, what was the trigger point? What was it over? Um, turns out her and I have different views on strippers. <laughs> <laughs> I like them. She does. I'm just going to make a guess. <laughs> She's all for it. You are totally against it. Ironically, yes. She's a stripper. What? Oh, she is a stripper. Whoa. Okay. Did you know that when you started dating her? Uh, originally, she was not. Um, she started doing it um, for about a month, uh, about six months after we got together, got in a bad situation. You know, we were still kind of figuring each other out and you know, starting our relationship. And so it was kind of a, you know, do what you got to do, but knock it off. <laughs> and then without, you know, behind my back, she started doing it again about two months ago. And I told her that to me, you know, that's, that's the same as going out and cheating every shift. You know, every time she goes out and does that, coming back to me and telling me she loves me just doesn't feel the same, you know, for me. I, I got to be honest. Wow. I, don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. I get it. I, I couldn't be in a relationship like that either. But it's less about you telling her what to do and her still going to do it is you just don't want that lifestyle to be a part of your unit. And not only that, but I feel like I... I respect her more than that, and I see her as as a far better, you know, mind and spirit and 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 woman than you know that place presents her as, and so it's kind of a slap in the face that it's like you know I love and respect you this much, but you won't do that for yourself the same way. What's her? What was her stage name? Asia. <laughs> and did you ever yeah, go no, see her dance? <laughs> did you ever go see her dance? Uh, I did once. I tried to be supportive. You know, I really love this woman. She's got an amazing daughter that actually just absolutely stole my heart. And, you know, I adore her, her little girl and everything. And so I tried to, you know, maybe I'll go up there and I'll be supportive and I'll, you know. Make it rain. To, <laughs> I, I can make it hail with some change. That's not, that's some hail, right. <laughs> and uh, you don't have to tell us a bunch of details, but what kind of situation would warrant like, well, I guess I got no other choices. I will go strip. Um, honestly, it's, she, she lost her job working as an RA, an RN, or as a CNA, and that's all she had done for over 10 years, and so whenever she lost that job, and she actually lost her license, um, she basically just didn't know what other field to go into, and she said, well, you know, what do you think of me bartending or something like that? She's an absolutely beautiful, stunningly naturally beautiful woman. And so I told her, yeah, you, you make great money at that. And, you know, she, she's not real big into drinking anyway, so I wasn't concerned about that. And then that led to, well, hey, I got a bartending position at this club. And then that led into the girls being like, hey, you'll make more money over on that end of the club than this end. And she decided to do it. By the way, there's like 20 guys in Tulsa that's like, Asia was telling the truth? She really is just trying to get back to nursing school? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And would you feel better if she was like, hey, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to strip anymore, but I did get a job bartending at a swingers club. Um, Honestly, for me, I'm the kind of guy that, you know, I'm not really concerned. You know, if somebody's going to run around on you, if somebody's going to cheat on you, it doesn't matter if you lock them in a closet or throw them in a strip club. You know, they're going to find a way to do it. They're, they're going to, you know, if they're not happy, if you're not enough for them, or if they're going to do that, there's no way hiding them from the rest of the world is going to avoid it. Honestly, at this point, I'd really like to see her go back to school with me. Uh, that's what I'm doing. And I'd really like to see her be able to get somewhere where she can, her mind can be what's used and what's appreciated and what's, you know, 
given to the world for her time here rather than boners. <laughs> what if that is what she's meant to do, though, man? Come on. <laughs> You're uh, ruining it for the rest of us. That's really interesting. So how long had she been uh, stripping from, like, when she it started to just now? Like, has it been a month, two months, six months? Uh, about About three months total now. So in the beginning, you tried to be supportive, and now you're like, I just can't handle you coming home smelling like cotton candy, candy. <laughs> with glitter all over your chest. Right. And, and depression. depression. <laughs> it, it, it also bothers me that, like, she, she lies to her family about it. She asked me to keep it from my family. You know, it, it, it's this big secret. You know, she knows it's bad. She knows that it's negative. She knows she shouldn't be doing it. But then whenever I say, hey, stop doing it, then all of a sudden I'm a jerk, and I'm not supporting her and not accepting of, you know, what she's doing and this right. and that. And so that just turns into a big blow up. Had you ever gone to a strip club? Uh, I did once. And it was my friend. Uh, I'm 32 now. Uh, my 18th birthday, he took me to Escapades. That ruined it forever. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> first, first dancer I ever saw was a fully nude pregnant woman. Yeah. Amen. Get it, girl. <laughs> Mother nature. Yeah. Awesome. It's a beautiful thing. I'm just saying if her water broke, I was going home. <laughs> well, you'd need new clothes, but yeah. Uh, what was her specialty? Like, could she? Was she a pole dancer? Did she ever come home from work and be like, Oh, I'm just so exhausted and sore. My thighs hurt. <laughs> no, she, uh, she, I'll be honest, she's really not very good at it. Oh, she, she's one of those women that, like, standing up and walking to the bathroom might involve a trip or two. Like, Grace <laughs> is not her strong point. Oh, my God. Right. So she kind of just throws her boobs around at people. Okay, so here's another question. Just, now, I've got to, now mm-hmm. I'm just about the industry. If she'd never done it before, wasn't there a big investment in some of the attire she needed? Um, she basically got donated attire for the most part. Like, she bought a couple of quick things, and then evidently the girls at the club kind of swap around. <laughs> I'm, I've outgrown this one. I you can have it. <laughs> this is last year's style. It says holes in it. Here, rock it, girl. Yeah. That's oh. tough, man. That's a definitely a tough uh, trust issue thing. And, like, I see you as something better than this because that actually sounds really horrible to say to somebody because they think they're doing their best. And you're like, you're better than this. Wait, so I'm dumb? Is that what you're saying? I'm dumb? <laughs> that's crazy, right. bro. That's, that's crazy. So what are you going to do? Man, honestly, as much as I hate to admit it, I'm – I mean, whether we stay in a relationship or not, uh, I'm going to love that woman for the rest of my life, and I'm going to cherish that little girl of hers that I absolutely adore, and I'm going to stick around and be part of her world for as long as she cares for me to be part of it. As far as the relationship part, I'm not sure on that, but I'm not going anywhere. That that little girl spent over half her life knowing me, and her and my son play together like siblings, and I've known this girl for over half my life, and it's one of those, you know, I'm I'm going to love her no matter what. It's just a matter of how close I get to love her. So you but you're not going to be in a relationship anymore with that woman. Um I can't say no. I could try to act tough, but honestly if if she knocks it off and gets back to just being who she is and the woman I fell in love with in the first place, I'll spend the rest of my life just with her. Yeah, no, don't ever change. Stay the way you are and if she does what I say, then yeah, you'll get back in the relationship it's and the polar me. Right. <laughs> and then and you'll be a great babysitter for her while she works and you can take care of her daughter. Something like that. I don't know. I worked 80 hours a week, so I don't know when I'll get babysitting time in. Yeah, that's tough, bro. Well, good luck with everything, man, and thanks for sharing. I hope that works out.
Um, I do appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. All right, buddy. See you later. He's going to have a better day today. Now that that's off his chest, right. he's going to feel freer today. So is Asia probably 100%. It's so, what I love about best and worst is the things that we think are a problem <laughs> compared to, and not just me, I'm saying royal we, right? Yeah. Like, And then we hear, we get somebody like that, like, oh, my dad died of cancer or whatever that is, mm-hmm. or this guy's problem. The love of my life is wants to strip, right. wants to show that ass. The love of my life won't do what I tell her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds weird when you say it out loud like that's that. That's what he's saying. Basically. That's what oh. he's saying. I'll love you as long as you don't do this, 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 or this. <laughs> and don't even oh, think God. about doing that. Wow. Uh, all right. Tulsa's Morning Show continues next. Next to Big Mad Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. No, we are not doing a BMMS field trip <laughs> to go see Asia. Right? What's that? Why not? Come on. There'll be six Asias that we need to see in Tulsa. <laughs> the day Asia, the midday Asia, <laughs> right. the night Asia, the late uh-huh. night Asia. Uh, let's play a game. We're going to give away tickets to the WWE before you can buy them. It's going to be at the BLK Center, and that's all I can tell you right now. We're going to play the one-second game. One second of a famous television show's theme song. If you guess it correctly, you're getting tickets to the WWE. Let's get our first contestant. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? This is Ricky. Hey, Ricky. How are you, sir? Good. Good. Ricky, I'm going to play one second of a famous television show's theme song. If you can tell me the name of that television show based off this one clue, I'm going to give you tickets to the WWE. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. I'll do it again for you. What is it? Who's the boss? It is not who's the boss. I'm sorry, Ricky. Have a great day. Thanks, man. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? This is Trent. Trent, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm good. How are y'all? Good, man. Here is your clue. What television show is that, Trent? Uh, Justified? Justified is a great guess, but that is not correct. I'm sorry, Trent. Have a good day. All right. Thanks, Dad. See you, man. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Larry White. Larry, how are you, man? Good, man. Good, buddy. Here is your clue. What television show is that from? Uh, MASH. MASH. It is not MASH, Larry. I'm sorry. Thank you, sir. All right, buddy. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Rusty. Rusty, how are you, man? Good. Good. Here is your clue. Rusty, what show is that? Is it uh, Shameless? Great guess, but it is not Shameless. I'm sorry, Rusty. Have a great day. Thanks. See you later. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Anthony. Anthony, here is your clue. For WWE tickets, Anthony, what show is that from? The Sons of Anarchy. It is not Sons of Anarchy. I'm sorry. Have a good day. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Hi, it's Tyler. Tyler, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. Good. Tyler, I'm going to give you two clues. If you can guess it correctly based off the two clues, then you're getting tickets to WWE. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here's your first one. Here's the second clue. Give you a little more volume there. Here's the second one again. 
What is it? What television show is that from? Is it Better Call Saul? It is not Better Call Saul. I'm sorry, man. Have a good day. Thanks, you too. See you later. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Daniel. Daniel, here are the two clues, sir. What television show? He has it Longmire. Longmire, another great guess, but not correct. You're in the right genre. Sorry, man. Have a great day. You too. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Tucker. Tucker, here is your clue, your two clues. What television show? Walker, Texas Ranger. It is not Walker, Texas Ranger, but I appreciate the guess. Have a good one. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Matthew. Matthew, here are the two clues, sir. Matthew, tell everybody what it is. Boardwalk Empire. It is Boardwalk Empire, man. Congratulations. You're going to be going to the WWE, and that's all I can tell you because I can't give you any more details right now, but we'll announce the details very soon, okay? Awesome. Great job. Hang on the line. This is a good show, man. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I got turned on to this thing coming home drunk from the club one night uh, years, years ago. Just got done DJing. And, of course, when you get home from work, you have to sit down and, and unwind a little bit before, you know, you actually hit the sack. And this was just on. And I liked the Prohibition style, the gangsters and stuff like that. I've always been intrigued by it. So I started watching this. I'm like, Steve Buscemi's in there? Get the hell out. So then I had to go back and start all the way over from the beginning and watched it from beginning to end. Solid show, man. Solid. I've never, I've never seen it. I've never gotten into it. I've seen like four episodes, and I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the song. Brian Jones, Sam Masker is the band, but uh, I uh, never got into it. You mentioned you saw Dirt this weekend. Yeah, man. Watch. Did you ever read the book? I never read the book. Okay. <laughs> Me read a book. Come on. Uh, but the, the Stranger sh- things have happened with right. you. You are absolutely right. Um, I uh, We had talked about it before last week, and I knew it was coming out, and then I'd seen on Facebook that it was out Friday. I think Carissa was talking about it yesterday as well on, on the air. And uh, so I'm like, Beth, let's check it out. Dude. It was so good. It was a good. You I, watched it too? I did, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that Nikki Six was so big into heroin as he got oh into it. Oh, my God, you yes. Know? He, like, I'm, OD'd twice or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that was an amazing scene where he's in the back of the uh, ambulance. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched it yet, but he had OD'd or whatever, and the paramedics were working on him, and then, like, uh, news got out or whatever, unconfirmed news that Nikki Six just died or whatever. Um, and, that and, one of his bandmates saw on the news, right, like, right, right before Vince he put his Neal kid to bed. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, one of your bandmates <laughs> just died. I was like, yeah. God damn. Yeah, so the uh, paramedic or whatever, he's like, this is Nikki F. 6. You're not going to die in my ambulance. Boom, and then it hits him with the adrenaline, and then bam, stop gets it. him with another it's one. Little, and stop was, it with that. That was sure, a little right? this much cheesy. Bam. It was a little stop cheesy. Stop it with that. It was awesome. It was. I think. It, I thought it was so good. I think it was just a tad cheesy, but mm. it. I. It was super duper awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, the book's amazing, and I don't remember that line in the book. <laughs> Not in my ambulance. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Not, Not today, today, Satan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it. I think you should watch it. Uh, oh, I'll watch it because yeah. I love the book. The book was amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, I didn't know that his kid died. That was so sad. Vince Neal's kid. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know what happened in real life. I was like, Jesus, man. Did they cover when uh, the car wreck? Yes. Yes. Which I think because you've read the book, you've told me like little pieces of stories about yeah. about the book. And so when I was watching, it, I was like, Oh, that's what he's talking about. Oh, that's what he's talking about. But it made me feel bad for Vince. I'm like, Oh, poor buddy. Right. Been through a lot. I. uh Sam had brought it up before. There's a show on Netflix called Seven Days Out, 
and I started watching that. It's awesome, okay. and it's seven days out from these big events happening. One of them is like the Westminster Dog Show, which sounds cheesy, mm-hmm. but when you watch it, you're like, goodness gracious. My favorite imagine one. There's a lot of stress the, getting ready for that. Dude, it's insane. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite part in that whole story of the Westminster Dog Show is there's this guy, and he's a, an esteemed dog shower, mm-hmm. and like that's his career. Have you ever seen the movie Best in Show? It's a yes. Great okay, movie. it's a great show, or a great movie. <laughs> in Best in Show, there's a character who's a major dog shower, mm-hmm. and then this rich woman who just kind of tags along, but they become friends, and mm-hmm. in the end, they have a romantic relationship. In this show, dictating real-life Westminster people, there are those two people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they're talking, and she... the. Like, the lines feel like they're identical. <laughs> the rich girl goes, I don't even know what I'm doing. I just, we've just become friends, and they're drinking wine. You're like, am I watching <laughs> one of these movies? Like, am I watching Best in Show? <laughs> it's really fantastic. But one of the really f- interesting parts is the guy who's a dog shower mm-hmm. shows pugs, mm-hmm. and he's he, he goes, last year, and you see him start, like, choking up, and he goes, I was, we were going to show, you know, Toodles or whatever the name of the pug was, and, and, and. He just fell over dead right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's really sad. It's not that sad. I thought it was. Kind of funny, actually. But the, it's totally funny. No. And, then, and then they go on, and he ends up winning that with the, the new pug because oh. they can all be replaced. For real. Puggy Smalls. <laughs> and uh, it was called, yes, yeah, it was. Puggy, was. <laughs> puggy Smalls was its name that died. It finally was like, I can't do it anymore. I can't do have one more human touch my back rump. Their right. rear end. Check like, my oh, yeah, that's good. G- gate. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, that is the word they use. So gross. Uh, anyway, seven days out is pretty fun. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Wake up, bitch. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. Yeah. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. If you listen to the show, you know Sam's favorite band is Spice Girls. Yeah. One of her favorite bands. Yeah. And I grew up knowing who the Spice Girls were, of course. Um, It was an all-girl band, and... I had thoughts that boys have about all-girl bands. And then this headline surfaces today from Mel B claiming she slept with Jerry Hallwell during the Spice Girls' time as a band. Yes! You love that too, huh? Yeah, I do. Because I always pictured that Jerry was slutty and she's the one that liked to party. And um, probably not when I was in fifth grade, I wasn't thinking that. But definitely growing up, (laughs) like when I got older, uh, I love to know that two of the Spice Girls slept together. Uh, she apparently claimed in an interview that uh, didn't did you or did you not with Jerry Hallwell? Did you sleep with her, Mel B? Yeah, we all slept in a bed together, but not like that. Not all of us. Did you sleep with Jerry like that? Mel B nodded and smiled and said, "She's gonna hate me for this because she's all posh in her country house and her husband." But it's a fact. It just happened, and we we just giggled at it, and it was that was that. Get lonely on the Spice Tour. It was that once. Mel B continued, and hopefully when Jerry gets asked that, which hopefully she will after this, she won't deny it because it was just a fun thing that happened. 
Both Mel B, who was recently married to Stephen Belafonte, and Jerry, who has married a Formula One racing team boss, Christian Horner, have talked about previous relationships with women. Uh, another newspaper reported the alleged hookup took place soon after the newly formed Spice Girls moved into a shared house. Uh, in the 90s, the group released their debut single, Wanna Be in 96, and went on to drop more songs. Uh, Jerry left the band two years later. It was only two years after that happened that she left the band and then rejoined the group in 2007 because it wasn't working on her own. Right. <laughs> I think she tried to release a song by herself. She did. Flopped. They all did. Yeah. They all tried to do something on their oh, own. Oh, really? They all tried. Yeah. Who do you think the most mm, successful Spice Girl is? Oh, easy. Beckham. Mm -hmm. The she, Beckham girl. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Rich on that yeah. One. You're right. Not only that, I mean, before money. him, yeah. she mm -hmm. still had her own stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but now they've got, like, an empire. <laughs> a crazy empire. Yeah, that's true. Uh, here's popping Balls to the Wall Sports. we still got our listeners are awesome, and Jeff Hensley's going to join us. Oklahoma dug themselves an early hole, 7-0 lead for Virginia, but Oklahoma then answered with a 13-2 run, and Virginia cranked up its trademark stifling defense. The Sooners just hit four of their last 18 shots in the first half. It was 31-22 at the break and didn't get any better after that. Virginia was the first time that they hadn't trailed in an NCAA tournament game in the second half since the Sweet 16 in 2016. Final score, Virginia 63, Oklahoma 51. The season ends at 20 and 14 for the Sooners. Houston headed to the Sweet 16, 74 to 59 victors over Ohio State here at the BOK. One other game yesterday downtown was Texas Tech, a 20-point win over Buffalo, 78 to 58. Duke barely survives UCF, 77 to 76. We've got Virginia Tech in the Sweet 16, 67 to 58. And also, Oregon, late night last night for them, 73-54 victors over UC Irvine. So here's what the schedule looks like coming up on Thursday. Gonzaga and Florida State, Tennessee, Purdue, Michigan versus Texas Tech, Virginia versus Oregon. And on Friday, it's Michigan State, LSU, North Carolina, Auburn, Duke, Vatech, and Kentucky is a two-and-a-half-point favorite versus those Houston Cougars. Big announcement yesterday in the world of football as Rob Gronkowski announces his retirement, if I can speak, from the NFL via an Instagram post on Sunday. After nine seasons with the Patriots, he called the Patriots owner Robert Kraft on Sunday to inform him of his decision to retire, according to that team's source. Bill Belichick said it was his pleasure and privilege to coach Gronk in their nine years together and credited him with a major reason why the Patriots won as many championships as what they did. That's Balls to the Wall Sports. Jeremy Poplin, 97.5 KMOD. <laughs> Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Our listeners are awesome. This is where we talk to our listeners and they share stories about their life. Usually overcoming adversity. Everybody's got a story. And to me, it's always fascinating to hear what their story's about. Like the guy we heard earlier him having a bad weekend because his girlfriend wanted to strip and he didn't want her to. We've all got a story. No correlation, um, but we've got somebody on the line now. This is uh, Mariah. Hi, Mariah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. 
Mariah is married, two kids of your own, and a foster child, and you work uh, as a medical assistant for an OBGYN. Tell me about your foster child, if you don't mind. How old is your foster? She actually just turned one, um, but she's actually my baby sister. Okay. Tell, t- so it's not like somebody through the foster system. You're helping out a family member. No, it, no, it is. It, it's um, DHS took her when she was born, um, and I didn't find out about her until she was born in March, and I didn't find out about her until the end of April. Um, and so my husband and I decided to go ahead and take her on. And this um, would be your mom's. We were trying for another baby. My dad's. This would be your dad's new woman's kid. Yeah. Okay. How old is your dad? Uh, 49, I think. Wow. Had a kid at 48. Wow. Okay. <laughs> How old was the woman? Yeah. Uh, 26. She's a year younger than me. Oh! Get it, Pop. That is, yeah. how weird is that? <laughs> and why was it's, she taken uh, from the home? Um, because, uh... They never had their kids, and they weren't living anywhere. I, I, I'm sorry, like I, don't I never, I never lived with my dad, um, and he, because he's like he uses drugs, um, okay. and so they didn't have a home. Like they didn't have anywhere that they were living. They were like living in a van. They were not capable I of think. providing a home for yeah. a child shelter. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And yeah. how's that been having a a one year old, a newborn in the home? Um. It was it was different at first, but now she's like, she fits in like with my kids. My kids call her her sister, and it's it's it was it was a challenge at first. <laughs> like, um, and I still have like some opinionated people that think that we shouldn't have taken her in, but um, who says stuff I, like that? Who says stuff like that? Who says you shouldn't take in a child who doesn't have a home? Who's that's your bloodline? Who's what kind of people say stuff like that? I don't know, but I mean, I know, I know in my heart that I made the right choice because she deserves to be loved um, and she deserves to have a home, like with people who care about her and treat her right, which I guess was kind of my big thing growing up. Like my, my dad and mom weren't around that much. My grandparents raised me the majority of my life. Um and so, like, even now, it kind of makes me feel unwanted now that, like, my dad wants this baby, but he never wanted me, you know? Will you raise her to call you mom? Or will you call... He does call me mom. Is that weird? No, not really. When will you... I mean, at what age will you tell her? Mom. At what age will you go, I'm not your mom? I'm your mom's sister. <laughs> no, I'm your sister. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I've been asked that question a lot, and I just... I don't know <laughs> because my kids call me mom and she, she looks up to me as a mom. She calls me mom. I, you know, I give her the love that she needs. Sure. So. No, no different than my own kids. So. Right. Right. So it's not but, your kid. It's your sister. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is. It is a little weird. Well, but you're on for a trip girl for the next uh, 18 years for sure. Uh, but that's that's <laughs> a, that's an amazing thing to bring someone into your home like that, and uh, that's very nice. But you have a history of doing nice things. It says here that you saved a man who was pinned in a semi truck. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> tell me, tell I, me about I, tell me about it from the beginning. You were driving down the road and saw a semi truck on its side. No, so I actually watched the whole thing happen. Um, we live like just right off of a, a big curve. 
um, and it's like a 90 degree curve. And a lot of the times when it's dark outside, they didn't see the signs, which now they put lights up because there's been three more accidents since six months ago. Um, but I had just pulled up to the stop sign and I noticed he was coming around the curve really fast. And then he like yanked the wheel at the last minute and it flipped like right in front of me. It was like five feet, five feet from the car. Like my car almost got smashed. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And I had, I had my baby sister in the back. Um, your daughter. So I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I, um, I called, called 911 and, I was panicking, like I was trying not to panic, but I, I was panicking on the inside because I thought that this guy was dead. <laughs> like there was no noise, nothing. Like there was, and then I, I was on the phone with 911 and I, I ran over and then I heard him screaming for help. Oh, and then I guess that's when the adrenaline kind of kicked in um, because he was stuck, like stuck, pinned underneath the dashboard. Um and if it would have been like just a few feet over, it probably would have crushed him because the whole front of the dash was crashed, like crushed. Um, so I yanked the steering wheel like off of his leg to, to keep blood flow to one leg. Um, like, I don't know how I did it, but I, I bent it like completely backwards. I ripped the seatbelt off and I tried, I really tried hard to get him out from underneath there. But he was he was stuck stuck. Uh, there was nothing I could do in, until the fire department got there. Um, and so the sheriff's office took about twenty twenty five minutes to get here, and oh then my. the ambulances came about an hour later. So he didn't get and medical then, care for an hour. Yeah, besides what I had, and he was like going in and out of consciousness. Um, he asked me to call his wife, which. I did, and that was a, like a terrible conversation. Like it was, I just trying to keep my composure, and she, I had to wake her up. And she was she was crying, and I put him on the phone with her, and he was crying. They were both crying. It was, it was terrible. Like, and and how do you do that? Do you I'm go married? How do you do that? Do you go? He goes, hey, I want you to call my wife, and you go, where's your phone? He's like, in my pocket, and you're like, well, where's your pocket? Like, how does that work? No, he actually knew his wife's number. Okay. So you just dialed on your so phone. I called, yeah, I dialed it on my phone after the sheriff got there um, because I wanted to stay with 911 because there's our, our highway is a pretty desolate area, so there's not very many people that come this way, which has changed a little bit now because they're re- redirecting all the traffic this way. Yeah. But – Anyway, it was it was super dark, so I was like, I oh, mean, I'm probably gonna get stabbed or something. So, um, tell me about tell me anyway, about. It I, says you're a medical assistant for an OBGYN. What I'm not familiar. I know what an RN is. I know what a PA is. What is a medical assistant? Um, a medical assistant is basically someone who like takes vitals, uh, rooms patients, gives injections. Um, I can draw blood, but I don't do it there. Okay. They they happen outside facility that does that um so i went through the training for that okay but that's like it is like a like a nurse of some capacity essentially but i mean a nurse is a lot more knowledgeable what's the hierarchy they can do more things is it nurse like pa what rn lpn like i don't know where the medical assistant it sounds like pretty high like up on the list RMA. 
it, it would be like RMA and then an LPN and then an RN and then a PA and then, of course, I'd like a doctor. Okay, okay. And how did you get so, into that? How did you get into decide to work in the female genitalia world? Oh, uh-huh. uh, well, that was just like a chance thing. I, I went into medical assisting um, because of my daughter. Like I, I wanted to start out in the medical field just because it's easier to do to, for me to get an associate's degree than it is for me to go to technical school right now. And for your um, your daughter or your sister daughter, which one did you feel? My like? daughter, daughter. Your daughter, daughter. Okay, got you. And why? Yeah. What happened? Um, when she was six months old, she started having seizures. Um, and so, when we went to the like, we went to a neurologist uh, three days after it started happening. He put us in the hospital like right away, admitted us to St. Francis Children's Hospital, and said that. She had like some obstaclonus myoclonus syndrome and that uh, he thought she had a neuroblastoma. And I, f- I mean, if you don't know what that is, it's it's pretty scary sounding. But when you do know what it is, it, it is really, really scary because a neuroblastoma is like a, a tumor, like a fast, rapid growing tumor that goes in the brain, but it can be found in the chest and abdomen, too. And so our second day there, we had an ultrasound on her abdomen. And the very next morning at like seven o'clock, they they rushed her downstairs because they found like masses on her um, liver and kidney area. And it turned out that she just had like two spleens and she had hydronephrosis and a couple of other issues. But we went to the children's hospital in Colorado after that, and he said she said that we were misdiagnosed and then diagnosed us with something else. Well, then that turned out not to be it. And so we had a exome sequencing panel done, and she has something called spinocerebellar ataxia type 42. Oh, my God. That is a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> so she, it's actually like a neurodegenerative disease. And so we've had to have two MRIs, and then we have another one in May. And they're telling us now that they think that the disease might be progressing. Oh, God. So, like, and I, if, if you don't know what it is, which a lot of people don't because it's super rare, she was the first kid to even have it over here. Um, they'd only had cases in, like, Japan and France, and then she was the first one to pop up here. Um, so she was two or three when she was diagnosed with that, and she just turned five. But it's progressive, so they said it would eventually get worse to where she'll lose her her speech and the ability to walk. Um, like she's already starting to lose some control of her bladder and she has nerve damage there, which they think is all disease related. So wow. that. <laughs> that's exactly why I wanted to go in because eventually I want to be able to help um, research things like that. Wow. That's an amazing amount of stress to take on. Yeah, it's it's crazy, especially like, you know, throwing the one-year-old in there. Yeah. But wow. We manage. And how long ago did your house catch on fire? Um, It was right after we moved in, about three years ago. So uh, not too we, long after you, the diagnosis happened? Yeah, not too long after that. Oh, my God. And how did that happen? Yeah. So... I was at my husband's grandparents and my husband 
um, had a four-wheeler then. Well, he had gotten off of the four-wheeler, and right about that time that he got off, it exploded, like, literally two minutes later. From what? The whole back half of the house, we don't know. It could have been, like, a bad battery or bad gas or something, but we have no idea what caused it. Other than that, it just combusted and went up in flames. And they were on it. Yeah, he he was on it just just a few minutes before that. Oh, okay, but he wasn't on it when it exploded. Okay. No, no, and um, we took pictures, and you could see where it melted it so fast that it was nothing but frame. Like all the tires were melted. It was it was crazy. He he was thanking his lucky stars that day. So then the debris, what catches your house on fire too? Yeah, it caught the whole back half of the house on fire. Like. It burnt through some of the insulation, but we have a we had to have like the water hose hooked up for our home insurance, and so he was able to put it out pretty quickly before the fire department gets here. Because, like I said, we live out in the country, so it takes a little bit. Um, so that was that was pretty scary. Wow! Since we had just moved in here. How much of a loss was the house? Um, twenty eight hundred dollars at least. Okay, so like that's actually had to replace, that's not very bad. It wasn't too bad. No, it wasn't too bad. But we couldn't stay here because the windows and the door had melted on the back, so we had to replace all of that, and then we we had to wait for insurance to come through with that. Right, right. But it's all good now, right? Yeah, yeah, we're all good now. Wow. For now, I hope. That's we're crazy. All... So that's all in the last five years. You've dealt with all of that in the last five years. Yeah. Man, I'm exhausted tough. for you. No, you're tough. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I kind of like had to adapt to my surroundings like growing up. So uh, it'll bring me down, but it doesn't bring me like all the way down. Which, I haven't, I haven't hit that point. In the 27 years of your life, would you look at the last five as the most challenging or the craziest events that have ever happened? Or is there something else that's happened that set you up for these moments? Um, maybe the craziest, but like when I was, when I was a kid, like my grandparents raised me. So, I mean, they were, they were pretty good, but my, um, my mom and my stepdad, like I, I didn't live with them for very long. So I, I feel like probably this has been the, the last craziest of, of this. Cause I mean, I graduated high school. I was valedictorian. I had like full red scholarships everywhere and somehow I ended up here, but it's kind of disappointing to see sometimes. So you were valedictorian, and you were offered scholarships to go to other schools? Yeah. Why'd you, why'd you turn it down? Um, well, I went to Oklahoma State University for a little bit just because it wasn't too far from home. But really, other than that, I don't know why I turned it down. Uh, it was stupid. Was it a boy? <laughs> I, I, my husband, yeah. We were, uh, Love. we were like middle school, high school sweethearts. So you look at him every day, and you're like, you could be a diploma. (laughs) I could be serious. Diploma. (laughs) Yeah, I do all the time. I'm like, I could have went to college without you. Did you Did you get pregnant, or why did was there What was the reason to stop going? Um, I did. I did get pregnant. Um, I got pregnant with my son right after that, and then he was born six weeks early. And I kept saying that I was going to go back, and I never went back, and it was. Really stupid. Would you go back today? Um, 
Yeah, I actually, I actually am planning on going back um, because I want to go and get my uh, and become a nurse practitioner, so that way I can help with like neurology and and like testing and research. So. Wow. Mariah, I, I hope, don't plan on stopping. I hope I don't ever have the five years that you've had because I don't know if I would be as resilient as you are through it. So it, it, that's an amazing story that you shared, and I wish you and your family the best of luck. And I hope you know all good things happen for you guys going forward. Thank you. That means a lot. All right. Well, so we appreciate you so much, Mariah. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Yeah, that's Mariah. Our listeners are awesome. What kind of person would say, you're dumb for adopting your sister? A dick. <laughs> right. A heartless troll. I'm just trying to think of the scenario that would warrant that statement. Well, maybe if you're... No. Hey, there's a defenseless child mm-hmm. who needs a home. I think maybe... Let's put him in the foster care system, mm-hmm. or you can adopt. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Put him in the, the broken system. <laughs> I think maybe if you are overwhelmed, let's just say you've got six already, you know, some of your own, some fosters already, and you're in over your head and barely taking care of the ones you have, I could see that as to be like, you might want to rethink this. I don't know. Sister, mother, you might want to rethink this. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just take it on, huh? It's it's your sister. Yeah. It's your blood. Rather than the the latter, which is good luck. All right. Have fun with it. Good luck in the the factory. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah, where you get put into a system where uh, families adopt you just for the money. Right. Not really to care for you or to love you, to do bad things to you. Good luck with that. No, I think you got to take it on, Mm. no matter what. Mariah's a good buddy. Oof. Uh, All right, we got to take a break, and we've got Jeff Hensley joining us soon. Uh, If you have a question about divorce, spousal support, division of assets, guardianship of your sister, he can help with all those (laughs) questions. What you need to do is email show at KMOD.com, and when he's in at 9 o'clock, we'll ask him those questions. We'll be back. More of the Big Mad Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Um, some really tragic news that is coming out of Florida this morning, and it has to do with a girl named Sydney Aiello. And Sydney was a survivor of the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. And she took her own life on Saturday because of survivor's guilt. Uh, This story is so incredibly sad. So she was going to school at FAU. And... She had been on campus the day of the attack that happened at the high school. Not in the building where the shootings took place. She was a cheerleader at the high school, and she graduated just months after those 14 students and three teachers were killed. And she went on to do her life, but never got over the fact that she survived. 
I think her friend, she had a very close friend that, that was in the building that died. And then when she went on to go to college, she always had, I think she got diagnosed with PTSD in the classroom sure. and, and super struggled with survivor's guilt, missing her friend, and then being able to move on and go to college in a classroom where this horrible thing had happened. Survivor's guilt is a real thing, and it sounds, optically, it doesn't, it sounds weird. Because you survived. Mm-hmm. And to feel guilty of that which sounds odd. I understand how in a, on an optical level you're like, what? But it's a real thing. Yeah. You talk to people that have survivor's guilt and it's deep. And yeah. And they feel extremely like, why did I survive but they didn't? Mm-hmm. Why was I not in the building and they were? Because, too, I'm sure that it feels very random at school. Like, whether you were supposed to be in this classroom one day or ditch, whatever it is, like, it was very senseless who died. It wasn't like, I'm targeting you because you are this person that pissed me off. This is, I'm targeting a student. I'm targeting yeah. someone that's here. And so I can understand that how that would be harder to wrap your head around as somebody that survived when you have lost people that died for no reason just because they were in a certain place on a map. Right. Well, because they just pick, randomly picked that bi- that room, that yeah. building. Yeah, and I, I feel like I could understand how that would be hard to, because uh, it is so senseless and random to be like, well, how is it not me? Uh, and this is the second or third student from that school that survived that has taken their life. I think they've like put out a, um, issued a statement to talk to the children that are, have survived that and everybody around the school to... I guess talk to your kids. I mean, I would think that's a that's an ongoing thing. That's not a you good? We're good. Type of thing. Yeah, that's something that, you know, they're going to have to talk to whether it's with parents or counselors or somebody over a course of a long time. Not just a, you know, after school sort of, you all right? And then that's done. If you need anything, you can talk to us. Yeah, but some parents do treat it that way. Oh, hey, I if know. you need something, just talk to us. Oh, I know. I told them. What? I told them. Yeah. And maybe not knowing what to look out for because you think, okay, well, maybe you've moved on. You know, you're going to college, you're doing okay, and not not knowing that somebody's suffering or knowing that, I guess, this could be a possibility. So having people in your life, and more than just parents, probably friends and whatever, teachers and counselors, all that stuff to, I guess, be on the lookout for that more than usual. When that event happened, I don't think anybody was considering what it would be like in a few year, in a year, mm-hmm. and go. Some of these kids will take their lives out of guilt because of this event. Nobody thought that we were feeling, and rightfully so, bad for the people that perished. I don't remember hearing anything, and maybe it's just me. I don't pay enough attention, but like Columbine <laughs> shooting, I don't remember anybody survivors taking their lives out of that. Uh, Sandy Hook, same thing. Well, those were little children. Right. Well, there's other people that were involved, right? It weren't just all small children, you know? So this is kind of a bizarre sort of thing. I can see it, and I see why it happened. It's just, it's just weird because you don't, you know, like I said, you didn't hear from any of those other ones. Uh... Yeah, I don't know if that's true. Like the Aurora uh, theater shooting, you know? I didn't hear anything about survivor guilt after, you know, on that. Yeah, but there are shooting events mm-hmm. where someone survives. Okay. 
And they feel guilt. Yeah. They just... And I think maybe it might be uh, a, a little different, like with the theater one, mm-hmm. because they're more adults. And so maybe they're handling it on their own okay. rather than these 16 year old kids that need help handling something like that. And they need their parents to get that help. And so maybe it's getting a little bit more attention okay. because we. We don't expect 16-year-olds to handle something the way a 35-year-old would in a movie theater. And, as far and as you might not know anybody in the movie theater. Right. Right. These are uh, And even the kids that survived, that's like a huge life-changing thing that changes who you are and change how you like see the world and how you learn and all that stuff. Like So even just surviving, you have to have counseling and people right. looking out for you because of all those things. And there's survival, survivor guilt with uh, veterans. Mm-hmm. that, yeah. And then there's some that aren't. Mm-hmm. Right, so I don't know if you can pit, go. Well, it happened here, so why is it happening here? Right, right. Because there are some vets that get, you know, tied up in situations where their their fellow soldiers get killed, and then they have survivor's guilt. And then there's some that never feel that. It's just really it all depends on the person. Mental, yeah, mm-hmm. your mental. I would think, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Sandy Hook, I think they're they're too young to have survivor's guilt because mm-hmm. they can't understand the gravity of it right. only based off what they're told. Man. That makes me wonder, like with Sandy Hook like that, and as as young as those children were, it makes me wonder if like that's going to come up later on in life, 20, 30 years down the road, you know. Sure. S- something. I'm sure it will. Horrible happens or whatever. They've got some kind of, you know, issue and they try to figure it out and it's linked back to something that happened when they were so young like that. They do now. I remember watching a 2020 special on mm. one of the kids that survived and their brother or sister didn't. And still having a hard time going into classrooms because that's where yeah. they saw, you know, people die at such an impressionable age. Well, tore, that's, that school went away. Yeah, no, they no. tore it down, didn't they? Going they tore into down. any school. Oh, any classroom. Yeah, that yeah. he was still struggling with that years later. Yeah, I can see that. he lost somebody. So, that, like, being that young, you can't that can't not change the course of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think Sandy Hook, again, was an asterisk because they were so young. Yeah. And there's it affects more of the parents yeah. Then I think the kids that were in it mm-hmm. and the teachers maybe, because you and I've talked down there, there's a podcast about a parent surviving and all they do is go online to try and control the conspiracy that's out there about Sandy Hook. Mm. They, they dedicate their life to it. Oh, you can't do that. You can't try to control that. Yeah, but what are you going to do? Yeah, right. if you're, if it's your... They're saying your kid didn't die. Right. They're saying your kid was made up and that your suffering wasn't real. And then they're using your kid's image to push this. Like, I, I know it's hard to... That's not healthy, but I also can understand in grief and something so crazy that you're like, I'm going to do this for my kid. I don't want his name associated with a giant stupid-ass conspiracy because this is my pain that's real. Like, oh, my God. You imagine trying – grieving my dad has been so hard, and I do that by my – I can't imagine opening my phone every day to, like, your dad's not dead. That didn't happen. And, like, not being able to get away from that. And that's not even, like, losing your kid. That's a thousand times worse. So you've got a pain that's a thousand times worse, and then people every day – Telling you that pain isn't real. Yeah, inundating you with you're a liar, you're part of a conspiracy, you're Mm -hmm. made up, and your kid's made up. You were paid by the government. To yeah. fake it. Oh, my God. It would be very hard for me to not go to an unhealthy place to do the same thing as that guy. I get it. I get it. I think much like, you know, if you are an entertainer or 
you know, say you just open up a new restaurant, you know, and 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 it's just the reviews, bad reviews. Don't read your reviews because you're going to read a bad one and you're going to fixate on it. So, and I get what you're saying. That's just the only way that I can put it together, like an analogy like that. You know, I, uh, I hear you. trolls are going to troll regardless. Right, but there's a big difference between, hey, here's a restaurant who I've put my blood, sweat, and tears into mm-hmm. and my offspring right. saying they didn't exist. Right, I get that. Well, I think those are, I understand the connection you're trying mm-hmm. to make, but- Oof. Yeah, just it's it's one of those you can't feed into the bull, uh, and no matter how bad it gets or how much it riles you up, because that's all that they're trying to do. Trolls are just going to troll, and there's there's going to be trolls until the the earth is ended. You know, there's always going to be trolls. So I uh, I mean I get it. It sucks. You hear that? You read it? You know, like this is BS. Is da da da, and you want to go on a mission. But I just I, if you want to save your sanity, you might want to just go ahead and leave that alone. If your child is violently taken from this earth at the hands of somebody that you believe could have been stopped, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've already, that, you know, that ship has already left port okay. of being sane. Right. A hundred percent. I think you would just lose your damn mind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you would then be grasping at straws yeah. to try and keep it together. What a c- crazy story about this girl who had her whole life in front of her. Taking her life. Isn't it weird to think this guy shot these kids and he's still getting casualties? Right. Like still terrorizing. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, We're going to take a break and we'll be back. More of the Big Mad Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to do to 82945. Uh, I've always enjoyed those stories of, like, the Bunny Ranch and stuff like that in Vegas. Yeah. I'm sorry, in Nevada. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. They're just It's a fascinating culture. Well, apparently, the industry now has their first married sex workers. <laughs> no way, Jose. Like the whores are married? Two ladies are married. Ah. And they want to start a family. <laughs> they work at... Uh, sh- what? Ew. <laughs> what? You want to start a family and I, I mean... I I know that well, I will continue to work after I get pregnant. So do you? So they can't. Yeah, it's a completely legal industry. I know, but it's so weird. Okay, I'm just looking at it from the dude's perspective, and what uh, I you want underestimate men yeah. dramatically. Would yeah. I want my pregnant wife getting banged by another man? No. Ew. Ew. <laughs> oh. I mean, I think I think you're you again. You're underestimating men. They probably think that's hot. They probably charge a better rate yeah. together. Oh, I'm thinking of, like, the husband, but I, you're kind of crazy to agree that your wife can get in this industry anyways because that would be hard for me to be like, bye, babe, work hard today, see you at 5. Right, how or was to, work? Ugh. Yeah, or to come home late. Uh, this one customer just, ugh, yeah. would not let go. <laughs> Yuck. I'm trying to look. I just sent the link because I wanted to see what they, what they look like. Their names are Violet, uh, sorry, Violet <laughs> and Caden. Okay. Um, 
This says that the two of them love the gig and that it makes them feel more confident and dignified that they're together and it makes their relationship stronger. When the ladies are on the clock, they spend two weeks at the ranch. And as you know, there are rules that go with the territory. The ladies follow them strictly. Clients are clearly told not to invade personal space outside of their allotted time and that there are certain acts the ladies have committed to only doing with each other, kissing as an example. Um, though they don't allow, the couple doesn't allow them to kiss other girls. Huh? Well, they got to have some rules. So, so, so like they can kiss each other, like you can hire, right? But they can't kiss. The client. No, they can't kiss another worker. Okay. Oh, wait, so you can. So you- they only work together. You can kiss a rando person, but not, you know, whatever Kelsey that you like? I don't know. I, I, I can't speak with certainty that there's a lot of kissing in a brothel. <laughs> some may do it, some may not. Is there a girlfriend experience? What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. Where you kiss and rub his, scratch his head at the end and like. What? What are you talking yeah, about? I don't know. Like you do girlfriend things to the guy. What do you mean? Like the girlfriend experience, you know, you're allowed to kiss them. They act like maybe I don't know. Tell you you love them. Did you just add a boy us? Like you go add a boy? Like someone pays for that? Yeah, like you, I, I'm pretending to be your girlfriend for two hours. Here's one. Here's one of them that I found. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't like women with short hair. That's what that's what this this girl has. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if ooh, I don't know if it's gross. You think that's gross? She's she looks too much like a boy, especially in the face. She's a little orange as the new black. And you're against yeah. that? Why? No, um, it's not my bag, man. Not my bag. Oh, oh, god, get out of here. What? Yeah, you scroll down, you see these more of these pictures of this short-haired, seemingly flat-chested woman, and it's just no. She just looks too boyish in the face, man. I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't want to look no more. Mm-mm. I was, tr- I, I was, tr- she does not. If she, but if she had long hair, would you still say that? Uh, I think it would make her face look less boyish. Yes, yes. She I- doesn't have her ring on. <laughs> These are. <laughs> I think they're very sultry pictures. Sultry for sure. Yeah, it's just it that particular person isn't making it for me. Mm-mm. She does look like a boy, right? <laughs> Especially with the sports socks on, I'm like, all right, Katie. <laughs> I was like, well, all right, you win. Her name's Caden. I got it. It's a little unisex. So it's your haircut. <laughs> you know what's fascinating about all these pictures that the women take? Like, hey, I got to put my photos together to work at the brothel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and which ones work and which ones don't? Like, here's one. She's on a road. And she's got her her back to us, and her but her legs are spread away from us. <laughs> like I'm not sure what, the, what I'm supposed to like here. Oh, neither. You're hoping to be the mountain that's on the other end that sees. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. You're like, oh, what's she got going on? Sam, which one of these girls are you picking in the lineup? Uh, Natalia Diaz. Okay. Yeah. And there's there a reason why? Cause she she looks spicy. She looks, she looks slutty. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I think I I like my girl slutty. And she's got pretty revealing photos. Yes, girl. Yeah, she's super hot. Are the her boobs are fake, right? 
What gives it away? The fact that they're almost looking up, or that, or that one's looking up and the other's, you know, got a lazy eye. <laughs> hey, hey, look at me over here. <laughs> Yeah, I like her. She's she's. They slutty. look bolted on, so I'm not sure what you mean by are they fake. For real. Well, I don't know. I've, I've touched fake boobs before, but I don't know if I could call them out. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can. You can totally tell. Mm, okay. If they're bolted on, like they literally look like I took <laughs> okay, a spit wad and threw it to the wall, and it looks like it's... Now I see. Yeah. 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 It's quite clear when they're fake. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. There I are don't some. Care. I'd still bang her. I'd like her. There are some that you're like, oh, okay, I can't tell. But mm. so, okay. for the most part, it's cr- when they're that large. What? What's quite your easy. girl? I don't know. Is it Lovecraft? Is it Kelsey? I'm so- what? <laughs> There's a girl named Lovecraft on there. That's her name. Uh, <laughs> Julia's not bad. Okay. All right. And Blue Diamond's fun. <laughs> Just because her name's Blue Diamond. Hey, your parents knew what you were getting into as a kid. Uh, what about you, Gimpy? Uh, yes. <laughs> sure. Can you pick one, though? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll, I'd say uh, probably Molly Wilder. I think she looks pretty natural and cute. Or Roxanne. Roxanne. Uh, do you think she's sick of guys doing that? Yeah, right. I will not put out the red light. Roxanne looks like a man, too. Uh, not, not like the other one, though. This one, I don't think she looks like a dude. That other one totally looks like a dude. She looks like a man wearing a wig. Where? Which one of these pictures? Yeah. Uh-huh. All of them. No. Not so much as the uh, Caden Blake. Oh, my God. <laughs> or is it Blake Caden? We don't know. Give me yeah. a little dudish. <laughs> a little dudish. And she won't show us no nipples, which has me a little... <laughs> What I'm, you hiding, girl? I'm fascinated by the ones that don't want to show their face. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to pay for that, right? No. I mean, there's some of the pictures they don't show their face at all. Like, is it because you're a school teacher? I mean, why? Right. Fabine? Maybe she's got a giant mole or a scar across her forehead from a knife fight in 1986. Who knows? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, that's definitely a possible. I think you might be onto something. <laughs> Yeah, fun. And you know they look nothing like this when you get there. Oh, hell no. For example, look at Sky. It's like the second one, right? Mm-hmm. She's got red, fiery red hair. Oh, yeah. Right? Now click on it and look at her profile. Oh, no. Oh, no. Lies! <laughs> she looks nothing like that. <laughs> Lies! <laughs> did she get hit by a truck between picture one and picture two? I think she did. Oh, uh, just photoshopped. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, our friend, Mr. Hensley, will join us when we come back. Here's Pop and Balls to the Wall Sports. Oklahoma dug themselves an early hole, 7-0 lead for Virginia, but Oklahoma then answered with a 13-2 run, and Virginia cranked up its trademark stifling defense. The Sooners just hit four of their last 18 shots in the first half. It was 31-22 at the break and didn't get any better after that. Virginia was the first time that they hadn't trailed in an NCAA tournament game in the second half since the Sweet 16 in 2016. Final score, Virginia 63, Oklahoma 51. The season ends at 20-14 and 14 for the Sooners. Houston headed to the Sweet 16, 74-59 victors over Ohio State here at the BOK. One other game yesterday downtown was Texas Tech, a 20-point win over Buffalo, 78-58. Duke barely survives UCF, 77-76.
We've got Virginia Tech in the Sweet 16, 67 to 58. And also Oregon, late night last night for them, 73 to 54 victors over UC Irvine. So here's what the schedule looks like coming up on Thursday. Gonzaga and Florida State, Tennessee, Purdue, Michigan versus Texas Tech, Virginia versus Oregon. And on Friday, it's Michigan State, LSU, North Carolina, Auburn, Duke, Vatech, and Kentucky is a two-and-a-half-point favorite versus those Houston Cougars. Big announcement yesterday in the world of football as Rob Gronkowski announces his retirement, if I can speak, from the NFL via an Instagram post on Sunday. After nine seasons with the Patriots, he called the Patriots owner Robert Kraft on Sunday to inform him of his decision to retire, according to that team's source. Bill Belichick said it was his pleasure and privilege to coach Gronk in their nine years together and credited him with a major reason why the Patriots won as many championships as what they did. That's Balls to the Wall Sports. Jeremy Poplin, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text... BMMS, and then what you want to say to 82945 on Mondays. Jeff Hensley from Hensley & Associates joins us in the studio to talk about any legal question you have that has to do with divorce or spousal support or division of assets or father's rights or paternity or anything like that. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, good morning. Jeff is available right now for you to call at 460-KMOD and ask your question. And uh, we've got some emails. One of them is left over from last week. And this says, my ex and I have been apart for 10 years now, but we're never legally divorced. I don't know where she lives, but have heard from people that know her that she is married again. I don't know if this is true or not. So my question is, what can I do to find out if, in fact, she is married, would I need to do anything before I got remarried? Or does her getting married void my marriage with her? You know, this is an interesting question. I've actually dealt with it um, probably more more so than I should have in the last 10 <laughs> years. It's becoming a, a more common problem simply because people move to other states. And, of course, when that state issues a license, they typically don't go looking to see if you've got any other licenses existing in other states. So, so there's not some database of married people? No, no. When you go no. downtown, they literally take a book and open like an old wizard book. Hmm. I'll take your. I'm, I got married in Utah, so that, but they had this similar system. They had this gigantic book, and they'll write your name and date and all that kind of stuff in there. So, you know, again, there's not. I mean, we have. Think about this. We have OSCN, okay, the Oklahoma Supreme Court Network, and that has all the legal stuff in it except guardianships and adoptions. Okay, so everything else you can see, civil cases, divorce cases, small claims, you name it, it's all in there. Probate, all that stuff. Most states don't have that. Okay, so. Um, there are certain states that have something similar, but it's not anywhere near as comprehensive. There are certain states that only certain areas have a similar database. Sometimes, like, for example, Sam, when we were dealing with your stuff in California, mm-hmm. um, there's nothing online. There's, there's absolutely nothing. I mean, we did everything we could through uh, the local system there. And, of course, we had to get a local attorney to go help us to go get the documents and all that stuff. So my point is there's not this gigantic database. I wish there were because it would solve these problems. Um, to answer this guy's question about his his marriage is if she's been re, if she's already remarried he still needs technically to get divorced simply because if something were to happen to him in the state of Oklahoma then his estate and all that would still go to her because they're still married. Oh God, so, I'd be so. Pissed. I mean that's that's the problem you've got there, <laughs> right? So um, now if she's remarried that technically makes her marriage void. It really does um, under the legal aspects of it. So and do my favorite part if she gets pregnant. 
she gets pregnant, then it's the first marriage's kid, not the second. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being the second dude that married her? He was like, wait, what? Hmm. Baby isn't not mine responsibility-wise, well, and, and we're not married? Well, and, you know, there's no telling. Maybe she said, well, I think we're divorced. Or, uh, I mean, if they really were married and not common law, that's different than her saying, well, we were just common law and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So I. Oh, I, wait. So, hold on. Scenario, if you didn't divorce whatever, you married some guy in Rhode Island and then moved here, and then you common lawed somebody for, like, seven years— which marriage is void? I would say the common law one is because your first one is still in effect. Oh, so your time in doesn't even count? Right. <laughs> right. Oh so, God. you know, that, that's the problem he's run into. I, it, it, here's the thing, guys. and it, I, it, we're, I'm starting to see more of these where people are separated for huge amounts of time. I mean, not just a year or two. We're talking five, ten. I've seen one as long as 18 years, okay? Um I know a lot of people don't get divorced initially because of the cost, okay, or they say it's because of the cost. I, if you don't have anything, you're not fighting about anything, it's really inexpensive, to be honest, um, and very quick, um, meaning no kids. It's when kids get involved, it gets a little bit more hairy in, in Oklahoma. But, um, guys, just get it done. I mean, it, it, the thing is, is you can't move on technically from a legal aspect until you do. Just get it done and over with so you can move on so you don't have a second marriage where it's going to be void and all, the, all these other headaches to go with it because then it turns into a law school uh, exam question and that's that's when we as attorneys some of us get really excited about that others get others get a little bit annoyed by it um, I'm kind of in the middle because I, I think it's an interesting question I just wish people would understand the hole that they dig and the things that happen because of it because then they get mad at us if, if it doesn't happen fast enough or because their new marriage is void well it's not my fault you got remarried without actually getting divorced the first time and <laughs> so you had like and, a baby problem that you just made into this huge problem right it's a mountain out of a molehill kind of thing so, i think yeah. it, i think about like a tape measure coming undone out of the case <laughs> right. and you got to try and wind it well, back up to put it in back it's, in it's like i said last week okay when people come in and tell me their story and what's going on i can only give information what i think is going to happen based upon what you've told me if you don't tell me these other things and I get in the case and I find them out, that's when, um, as Robert Frost said, the two roads converged, okay? Um, that's when things go like this. <laughs> Look at um, you throwing a Robert <laughs> Frost. Hey, I'm, I'm yeah. a big Robert. I, when I was younger, I was a big Robert Frost fan, but uh, the road less traveled, that kind of thing. So point being is that that's when things change, and that's, when the, and that's why I say a case is actually a living, breathing entity because there's always things that happen. There's always things that change that cause deviations and turns and twists and everything else so are you married when you go downtown and get your license or are you not married until that gets turned in you have to turn the license in because if just because you get one you've got five days i believe it is in oklahoma again i got married in utah and i got married almost 20 years ago so i'm, I'm trying to remember uh it's five i think it's believe five days in oklahoma you've got five days to get married and you have to take it back because if you don't take it back, it doesn't get completely entered in that book that we were talking about as a legal marriage. So just because you get a license doesn't mean that you're married. You've got to have the, the minister sign it and the witnesses and all that stuff and take it back to the courthouse. It has to be registered back in the courthouse. Lisa's on the phone. She has a question about paternity. Lisa, you're on with Jeff Hensley of Hensley & Associates. What's your question? Okay, so uh, my husband was uh, with someone um, a little over 12, 13, 14 years ago. Okay. Um, he had two children with this woman. She was still married to someone else. Um, back then, and I don't know if the state still does that, they put the husband or the man she was married to on the birth certificate. Yeah, we still do both that. Both of them. We still do that. Yeah. Okay, so 
Um, he, the girls, the children have been with us now for about four and a half years uh, permanently, and they still wish to stay with us permanently. So we are now going to want to go to court so that we can get um, custody full custody of the children. Sure. Give me a call. Um, we can do that. That's, I mean, what you're going to have to do is we're going to have to, there's several things that have to happen. Number one is, is we're going to have to get a denial of paternity from dad. We're going to make a 706B argument that your husband is the presumed father and, you know, he'll sign an acknowledgement. It can be done. Uh, just give me a call and we can get it done pretty quick, especially if mom's not going to fight about custody, considering you've had the kids for four and a half years now. Oh, she's going to fight about it. Yeah, See, and that's she where is, she's just, that's what, I just don't understand why people would fight. You dump your kids off for four and a half years with, with the other parents. You really don't have much of an argument. You're, you're kind of down the toilet at that point because you're not involved. I mean, you've given them to somebody else. Does she have visitation with these kids? Uh, we, well, they, they refuse to do the visitation. Um, they actually go see their sister instead uh, on their weekend that they're supposed to go see their mother. They, they don't want to be a part or they don't want to be around her. And the, the funny thing is, is the sister lives one door down from the mother. And so she sees them walk past, but she, you know, she doesn't cries about it, about but then she doesn't do anything about it. What a well, jerk. Well, yeah. And, and on top of that, I mean, the issue you've got is, uh, I assume both kids are over the age of 12, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have a voice. They're going to be able to say where they want to live and awesome. that kind of stuff. So give me a call. Um, I'll be in the office all week, and I'd be happy okay. to help you with your situation. It's a, a, it's interesting, and B, it's 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 going to be awesome. I think, you know, you've got a really good case on things, and I think that it's going to be one of those we can get wrapped up for you. So give me a holler. Awesome. Thank you so much. I You're appreciate welcome. it. Thank you, Lisa. Have a great day. Jesse's on now with a question about divorce for Jeff Hensley. Go ahead, Jesse. Yes. Jeff, I've been separated from my wife for two years now and i'm looking to get a divorce okay she's the baby the baby daddy got out of jail out of prison and came back in her life and ruined her high health you know so i'm wanting to get out of that situation and get out of that we don't have no property together no children together which and she says she would never contest okay. which, and it should be quick and easy i mean we just give me a holler. It's basically filing a petition and trying to get her to sign. And if not, then we default her and life will move on. If you've got no kids, no property, no assets, debts, that kind of stuff. So we can handle that for you. No problem. Well, would that cost me lucas of money or would it just be simple and easy like <laughs> under two, three hundred dollars? Give, 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 <laughs> give my office a call. And uh, normally I would tell you to talk to Tracy, but she's off for the next two days. Uh, talk to Dale at my office for the next two days. Tracy will be back on Wednesday, um, and we can give you all that information. We, I don't discuss that stuff over the, the radio. I don't, I don't think it's appropriate. So, uh, But we happen to answer the question over the phone, no problem. So uh, give us a call, and I think Gimpy can give you our, our number here. And it's worth it, bro. You don't want her to get knocked up, and then you're responsible. Exactly, man. I, I, don't, I, I see your point. I don't... I don't want that crap to happen to me either. And, right, and it happens all too often, friends, so give me a call. Jesse, hang on the line so Gimpy can give you the number, okay? All righty. All right, don't go anywhere. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Jamie is on with a question about separation for Jeff. Right. Uh, Jamie, what's your question? Morning, guys. I Good just morning. had a question real quick. Just wanted to ask uh, me and my uh, girlfriend of uh, 12 years, uh, we have a child, and uh, – we're thinking of separating, and since we've never been married in the state of Oklahoma, um, I will have to be child support, I know, but does that mean she also gets alimony if she hasn't worked 
you you were never married, right? Correct. And you never I know this I know you said that. I just want to clarify for our listeners. And then you've never held each other out as common law married saying this is my wife, this is my husband, that kind of stuff, right? Let me ask it better. Let me ask, okay. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Jamie, hold on, Jamie. I'm, I'm, I'm going to not a, let you incriminate yourself. So. Right, right. Let me let me ask a better question. Have you guys filed taxes together? Joint? No. Okay. So you're not necessarily you're not really going to be considered common law marriage. You can only get alimony in a divorce. You can't get alimony in a paternity action, which would be what you're talking about. And even though you've been together 12 years, and I assume you've got children together. You're not going to have any legal rights to those children until we file a paternity action, even though you've been together 12 years. Okay. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, that's just the way our Oklahoma law has been since November 1st, 2011. I never forget when that law changed. It really changed the entire legal industry as far as, as dads are concerned. So um, she's not going to get alimony because you guys were never married. You weren't common law married. You didn't file taxes together, that kind of stuff. So... You know, the argument there is it's a paternity action. With it being a paternity action, all we're talking about is custody and visitation and child support. Um, so give me a call if you want to assert your rights for those children, because otherwise you don't have any legal rights to those children, even though you've been dad, even though you know biologically you're, they're yours, until we do something about it in court of law. And we should also point out she might yeah, say okay. something to the effect of, hey, I would never do that to you. Don't worry. You can see them whenever you want. But yes, that doesn't yes, mean don't anything. Do you know, and it's, it's great you should mention that. I think I had at least five, or eight call, five to eight calls last week alone where people said, well, she said that I could see him no problem forever. And we it is, lied. <laughs> you know, it, it's like, <laughs> I, I'm not saying don't trust women uh, because it's the flip side when the men take him, that kind of thing, too. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just people don't believe that statement. OK, it may seem very sincere, but remember where we are now is not where we're going to be in the next five years, 10 years, whatever it may be. Um People get pissed off for very easy reasons. Uh, it's one of those things that you've got to protect your rights and your visitation and your custody and all that. Don't trust them. I'm not saying you should not trust them on everything, but when it comes to that statement, it's too powerful when you're dealing with children. So just don't believe it, man. Okay. All right. Thank give me, you, guys. Give me a call. Appreciate uh, you. All right, Jamie. Yes, see sir. you later. Uh, let's go to Seth is on and has a question. Uh, for Jeff. Seth, what's your question for Jeff Hensley of Hensley & Associates? Hi, Jeff. Good um, morning. I was wondering, um, me and my fiance are about to have our first kid. Congratulations. And we are not married. I was wondering what I need to do to make sure I have rights and everything to my son when when he's born. Is there any kind of paperwork I need to do? Well, you've, you've got a conundrum. First of all, you said fiance. When are you getting married? Do you, um, have, a, do you have a date? No, we don't have a date yet. Okay. So here's the thing. Without being married, if that child is born, you don't have any legal rights to that child until we file a paternity action. It doesn't matter if you're on the birth certificate. It doesn't matter if you sign an acknowledgement of paternity. Under our, our statutes, that only gives a presumption that you're dead. It does not give you any legal rights to that child. So if you want legal rights to that child, like any other child that's born during a marriage, you're going to have to file a paternity action. Okay. Um, how do I go about doing that? You call me and we take care of it for you. All right. That sounds great. Right on. Thank you so much, man. Have a great day. You too. All right. See you later. This, this, this is an interesting text that came in. It says, question for Jeff. I adopted my husband's daughter May last year. Her maternal grandma stopped by at my mother-in-law's house looking for my husband, giving a fake name. I'm worried that they'll Creepy. show up at my house. The biological mom has been contacting me after I told her to stop. 
What all do I need to do to get a protective order? I'm worried they'll do something or show up while my, my, while my daughter's at home and she's seven. And the bio mom lost her rights, so her family is devastated and still wants her in their life, which we are completely against. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You can't proactively go out and get a protective order unless something happens. So unless there's stalking, uh, threats of harm, actual physical altercations, those kind of things, threats of harm, those kind of things. You can't go just go get a protective order and say, well, I think something's going to happen, so I need a protective order. Our system and my wife and I had a long talk about this last night. Um, our system is reactionary. It's not necessarily proactive in the sense that we react when something happens, but until then, we can't really do anything about it. It's kind of like it would be, um, if you've ever seen the movie Minority Report, uh, precognition. Precogs, yeah. yeah. Precog and all that stuff. Wait, but what if you like, I know this person's dangerous, like they've been dangerous in their past, and I'm afraid they're going to hurt me? But it's not enough. You've got to have them actually, because uh, let's say that you know that I'm a thug. And I have no interaction, which, I mean, obviously, I'm about You're to, ginger. That would never happen. I was just saying, <laughs> ginger, blonde, you know, fair. Yeah, nice laugh track. I think that. Um, my point is, is let's say you knew somebody that is a thug, but they've never had any interaction with you. Um, still going there? Yes. <laughs> okay. And you just can't do that. Something has to happen. The law very clearly says there has to be threat of harm of some sort. There's got to be bodily harm. There's got to be harassment, stalking, whatever it may be. Until you can, Yeah, there has to be something happen. You can't just go and get a protective order out of the blue. Um, mm. So until something happens, there's nothing this lady can do. Is it creepy she's doing that? Yeah, I mean, but this is a very common theme of somebody loses their rights and the family doesn't like it, and so they try to track them down, that kind of stuff. Now, if this lady shows up at the house over and over and over, I mean, first of all, you can call the cops and have her removed for trespassing. Second of all, that's when you would want to go get a protective order and to keep her away and that kind of thing. So. Right, they're trespassing at that point. They are breaking the law. Right, so they're not supposed point. to be there. They're not, they're not invited there. Get rid of them. If they're still coming around, calling, emailing, texting, whatever it may be, get a protective order. I mean, that's when you can go get it. But until something happens, there's not a whole lot you can do. I mean, she's absolutely right. Once a parent's rights are terminated, that whole family is you're done at that point as far as legal side is concerned. Now, if the adoptive parents want to let somebody have a relationship, they can do that. That doesn't give them any legal rights to the child in any way per se, but um, that'll be up to the adoptive parents. And in this case, it sounds like they don't want it. So. A couple more texts real quick while sure. Jeff's here. It says, if a couple have been separated for years and have a verbal agreement about child care payment responsibilities, when they file for a divorce, will a judge take that into consideration or will they throw all that out and go by protocol? Well, it just depends. And what I mean by that is, is if, the, if both sides are willing to go before the judge and say, yes, this was our agreement, this is what we did. I mean, because basically we're at that point just calculating number do you owe arrears do you not owe arrears um it, as long as somebody doesn't go in and lie their their tails off about it now if you've got receipts that's another thing if you've been paying the daycare people and you've got receipts to prove it and all that you'll get 100 credit for all that stuff um that's why i say get receipts don't just hand cash to the other side get a receipt pay to the the daycare place themselves or the babysitter themselves and get a receipt or whatever it may be so if you've got, if, it, if it just you, depends if you've been paying like say i'm just giving this woman 700 dollars a month and then the court's like really you should owe a thousand does he then owe three hundred dollars in backup for a year potentially but the thing is she has to agree that he gave her seven hundred dollars if he doesn't have a receipt to prove it it's considered a gift oh yeah i mean that's the thing is oh. I, I do not pay cash for child well, support and, and don't right and don't say well i've been di buying diapers and i've been buying wipes and i've been buying baby food and i've been buying formula and all this other stuff that's great 
But unless you've got something in writing saying that that's child support, it's going to be considered a gift and you're not going to get credit for it. It's just that's the way our system works. Which will lead me into this next question, which I think you just answered. It says, my husband was charged with back child support from the day his daughter was born, even though he was supporting her and living with them. Now, see, that's different because if the child is living with you and the other parent is living with you, you don't you don't rack up child support during that time frame. Anytime the two parties are together with the child, there is no child support because you're supporting the child. It's only when the parties separate and the uh, parent that has the child leaves with the child does the child support start. So if he can prove that they were together, then living together, living together, right? And there's different ways of doing that. There's all sorts of different ways to do that. If you can prove it, then you're going to get credit for that time served, if you will. Um, <laughs> Get credit for that time, and then you won't owe child support on that time frame. You only owe it from when the separation occurred moving forward. So, If you have a question that so needs a little different. more information, uh, details, and you didn't want to share it on the radio, Jeff would be happy to talk to you on the phone. And you can do that by calling 918-398-5692 for Hensley and Associates. And you mentioned the show. He's going to give you a free consultation right there over the phone. Anything about child support, custody, divorce, spousal support. And here's my advice is that if you're just – We'll have a question. Just Absolutely. ask. There's no reason to go and Google it on yourself because asklawyer.com isn't going to be real honest because they can't understand your specific situation, and Jeff can definitely help with that. And, and there's no stupid questions, guys and, and gals. There's there's no stupid question out there. You just give me a call. I'll be happy to answer it. Take the time to do so. But don't go Googling because, like, like Corbin just said, simply because – what you read on the internet's not always true, okay? Right. You don't have <laughs> testicular cancer just because you have a cough. Right, exactly. So, although you read about that lady that uh, was misdiagnosed and it ended up being cancer, so, <laughs> right. I mean, it separate, does happen. Separate segment, yes. Right, it, that does happen the other way. But give me a call. Happy to answer it. No stupid questions. Hensley & Associates. Look them up online at hensleylegalservices.com. 398-5692. Jeff, have a great week. Hey, you too. Thanks. We'll be back. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Wake up, man. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. Yeah. 97.5. KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Entitlement's a fickle bitch, right? Because you think that when you something happens to you, you are justified to have it fixed yes. mm-hmm. or corrected. Yes. Yep. If you are wronged, you feel like you should be owed to make that right. Yes. Justify. Yes. Hmm. So listen to this crazy story about this family in Utah where they've had to file stalking charges against someone because somebody is sending people to their home to do business, up to 20 people a day, tree trimmers, plumbers, electricians, every day. It's been happening since August. It's believed that up to $20,000 has been lost by these companies that have sent people there to try and, because they think they're there for work. Mm-hmm. And the companies had to turn them, the, the people of the home have had to turn them away. Why? <laughs> How does that happen to one person? Well, someone's harassing them. Yeah. And just like calling and being like, hey, I need an estimate at this address. And so tree trimmers, plumbers. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Up to 20 people a day. The person has been charged with stalking that they believe is doing this. And that person lives 
in Hawaii. Wow. So not even here. <laughs> Did they lose on a video game or something stupid like that? I, it doesn't say. The story doesn't say. It just says that these people are people are getting sent there. People they don't know. Criminals, right? You don't know who these people are that show yeah. up at your home. This person's just sending anybody they can for a service call to their home. <laughs> I always get scared when I'm home alone and someone knocks on my door, even if it's a mailman. I, I, Why? Because I just feel, I, I don't know, I just. Stop listening to crime podcasts. <laughs> I know. That's Not true. everybody that knocks on your door is there to murder you. Yeah, but the one person that is, I get murdered. Right. I get it. This could go on for decades, and that one, you only need to be right once. Yeah. Right. And then I'm dead. Right. But I'm just saying. Such a negative way to look at life. <laughs> I can't I can't help it. Anytime I'm like, oh, God, who is it? And I can't imagine going through that 20 I'm so times gonna a day. I'm going to show up at your house. You should. Should totally. No. Yeah. Don't. And I'm not going to be like. No. I'm going to be like. Like police. Yeah. <laughs> Let me in! <laughs> Go round to the that. back, start pounding on the back door. Well, I wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> My fence is too high. <laughs> uh, but sending somebody ever like you how, what do you how do you even get to the conclusion that I could file stalking charges? Mm. You call the police and like, yeah, what, what's your emergency? Listen, I have people showing up at my house to do work. <laughs> Excuse uh, me. And I'm not booking them. Okay. No, 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 you don't understand. Like a lot of people every day. Ma'am, is this an emergency? We've got a murder on line two. <laughs> right. <laughs> the murder's on hold. We've got a kidnapping in the queue. Like, yeah. Can you get to the problem? No, they're like, they're coming by and soliciting for work. They but they're like really bothering me. Right. Like they're really annoying. I could get how a cop or a police department or whatever would be like, it's not okay. We'll send someone out there. <laughs> Boot. <laughs> get out there. Right. But then when it goes on since August, when you the end of month one, month two, month Mm-mm. three, uh-uh, what? I, I don't think that I could make it past week two well, without... What do you do? Yeah. I this mean, is my point. That's how I started this, the- is that you don't... You have no recourse. There's nothing... He can file stalking charges all he wants. Mm-hmm. But that yeah, but ain't going to stop it. Yeah, but if you if you file the stalking charges and then this happens again where this douchebag in Hawaii yeah, yeah, does it again, yeah. then can't they go arrest him in Hawaii for breaking stalking charges? What do you think the likelihood is of a department from another state going to deal with someone for a stalking charge? I don't know. It's pretty low yeah. on the priority level. Yeah. I'm not saying they wouldn't do it. I'm just saying it would be low on the priority level, right? On top of that, you'd have to prove it's that person. Right. And then what are they going to do? Arrest? What if it's not that person? Yeah, can they hunt down? Well, no, because if you're calling it in. They're all being done online, which you would think would be trackable. Yeah, right. like hunt down your IP address. So again, all right, so here we go back. Mm-hmm. How much recourse or time should be invested by the law enforcement to investigate someone who's sending repair people to your home? <laughs> Actually, a lot, because... You would like to think yeah, that. Yeah, because... Where does that rank on the priority of murder? Kidnapping, uh, Kidnappings, uh, child molestation. Uh, where does that rank? Oh, God. I think it goes... Trespassing. Chomo rape. Assaults. Oh, yeah, that's the list is getting long in my head. <laughs> but... Like, I, I was going to say, you got to make an example out of this person and get him in a lot of trouble so other dumbasses don't hear this and be like, oh, that's how I want to harass Gimpy or whatever, whoever it is. They, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to get in that much trouble to harass somebody and be a dick this way. Like, um, 
and obviously this was a thousand times more dangerous, but like when it was kind of a thing for gamers to do swatting to each other, yeah. where they would call them like a SWAT right, team. Right, so they could win at Capture the Flag in a video game, yes. <laughs> yes, a very stupid, but then somebody accidentally got killed because of it, because the SWAT team took the threat seriously, sure. and then people that get caught doing it now, they get severe charges, like as they should, so maybe, you know, like that, that kind of thing. It. Swatting still happens. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's gone down. You uh, ain't hearing about it, but that doesn't mean they don't happen. Yeah, but maybe not as much because the penalty's right. so bad. Right. right, because why? Because they got this one guy. someone died. How oh, many happened true. until then? Yeah, okay, I guess right? that is true. I just don't want someone to get raped in order for, you know. I don't either, but here's the other side of that coin. Someone shows up at your house and you're like, yeah, 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 no, we didn't call for this, but I'm here. Yeah, it wasn't, someone's doing it. okay. Well, I wasted a call to come here to try it because I was told you needed work done. I wasted $13 in gas and 45 minutes right. out of my day that and I didn't And I'm paid go. on the call, so now you – so I hope I don't see you again. People do stuff like mm-hmm. that. People that – a lot of people are independent contractors for companies. Mm-hmm. And they get paid per the per call. Yeah, see that – see, then it gets scary. Yeah. Well, all because someone probably disliked his video on YouTube. So, uh, or right. banned them on Facebook. Because that takes so much time out of your day to line that all up. You yeah. have to at least have an Excel spreadsheet of who's coming to this house from 930 to 10, from 11 to 12. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're you not going to send everybody all oh, at once. Oh, that's cute. You think they're being that organized. Well, because if you... No, listen. No, listen. they're just booking. Yeah. They're not caring. But if you send everybody from 7 to 8 a.m. and you haven't spread it out through the day, you've got... Whatever, seven out of the twenty people you book showing up all at once. Okay, you want to you want to drag that out during the day. I'm imagining if it's happening twenty times a day, it's I, not twenty times at once. I, it doesn't matter. Maybe he's just using a robot, right? Yeah, a bot weird. to mm-hmm. book them all oh. and not even caring. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's booking way more than that. What a dick! Yeah, and there ain't nothing you can do. You literally have to hope it fizzles out. Right, that like when Gimpy bored. gave out his phone number, it it was he was like it'll fizzle out. Yeah, and it did, right? It did. So it, it's it's the same thing. You just gotta wait it out. There's literally no recourse. And then what? You're gonna take him to small claims court for what? Bothering me. <laughs> you're gonna spend more money than then what I've it's got. Really cr- I've got a few cases. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure some other people do too. Uh, she's bothering me. Right? Yeah. Shut up. You're annoying me. You're but, making me feel unsafe. But you feel entitled mm-hmm. for justification. Yeah, because you're making me feel, I would feel unsafe. I don't know if you guys would feel unsafe. I would feel unsafe. I mean, you feel unsafe when the mailman's there, so I don't know what your length of unsafe, you know, feeling unsafe is. I feel unsafe when no one's there just because it's dark outside. To be fair, you feel unsafe when someone is there working at their desk because they're good at their job. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Because he was, you were alone in one room and he was in another. You felt unsafe. No, my heart just hurt because I was so lonely because I'm so needy. The only person I know that's lonely was someone in the room. Right? Yeah, because I need... It's less than a thousand square foot home. Like, you literally could spit on him. I'm like, (laughs) Jesus. I'm just saying. That's the truth. Uh, All right, we got to take a break. We'll come back and find out what everybody learned. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 
460-KMOD. You can also text. Find out what everybody learned. We'll start with Sam. Sam, what did you learn today? And on the weekend, Gimpy blows glass for free. And most likely, we've all donated to the Asia Get Back to College Fund. <laughs> uh, Gimpy, what would you learn today? I learned it's me or the poll, and glass is just a nickname. <laughs> uh, I learned that Gimpy wanted me to come around and pound on the back door. Mm, of course right. he did. <laughs> uh, and I also learned that, listen, you can be whoever you want to be. I want to support your love and our, our relationship. Stripper? No, I'm out. <laughs> Too far. Too far. Uh, good morning. What would you learn today? Yeah, today I learned don't go try banging on Sam's back door. The fence is way too high. Unless you give her the ring, and then she'll let you right in. You know that video doorbell? Just safety first. Only safety first. <laughs> it's Corbin saying make sure that dishwasher is loaded right. I'm Seaman Sam, and this is for Mother. This is Gimpy, and I'm sorry. Thank you. Far too kind. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Uh, 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 yeah. Now what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more. So for one last time, make some noise. Enter password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show, I'd like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total, total, total douchebag. douchebag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll! It's over! Bicycle, Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.